guys and girls, and welcome to the last episode of the F Reality Podcast for 2020. Grab your eggnog and a mince pie and relax as we discuss this week's top VR news. We're going to be talking about the Oculus Elite straps being available to buy again. We have some updates for Population One and Medal of Honor. We give you our thoughts on both Mist and Jurassic World Aftermath on the Oculus Quest. And to round up the show, Zim has got some new releases for you to look forward to next week. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out what's been their highlight of the week this week. And also let us know what you played in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. First up, this guy is definitely suspicious. A master imposter who will pose as the galaxy's most adorable character to avoid detection. It's the one and only Rowdy VR. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Excited to finally celebrate the end of this year. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that next year will be just a, a little bit better. And uh, it's, it's, I mean, my week has been great, though. I mean, I've, I've, I've had a lot of fun just trying to get everything sorted out for Christmas. Uh, so, you know, next week is the, it's the big day. It's also my birthday then. So it's like oh, a, yeah, 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 a right, double yeah. celebration. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's always weird to do that on, on a Christmas day. It's going to be the first time here that I'm going to be celebrating it in, in, in Canada. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to, I mean, I won't be able to experience it the way that they usually do it here, I guess, because everything is still closed and we're going into another lockdown. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make it work and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, so, yeah. Nice. What have you got planned? Are you going to get order in some poutine or like go for a swim on the pool and the roof? <laughs> we're we're going to try and make a, a Christmas dinner with just two of us. Uh, mm -hmm. And we also have like a like a little bit like a Zoom event planned uh, with my family and, 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 and my wife's family. Uh, we're going to try and make it nice like that. Uh, probably do like a quiz, like a Christmas Christmas quiz. Uh, mm -hmm. And probably try and watch some movies or something like that. Uh, just try and figure out some stuff that we can at least do together, even though we're not really uh, together this year. Yeah, uh, but hopefully next year that will be uh, a bit different. Uh, you know, fingers crossed. Next year will be a little fingers bit better. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. What about VR wise? You've been playing anything this week? Well, I haven't. I haven't really played any VR this week except for uh, Jurassic Park, which mm -hmm. we'll be talking about a little bit later. Uh, so yep. I have tried that. What I did do, uh, well, yesterday and the day before yesterday was actually per your suggestion um, off podcast uh, a little while ago, Mike. Is I watched uh, The Matrix again, the original. <laughs> movie yeah. from 1999 uh and I, I mean i've i was pretty i wouldn't say really young but i was a lot younger when i watched it and i pretty much forgot everything that happened in that movie and it's been uh it's been quite cool to see how technology has evolved as well and you know like you can see that we're getting to a point where something like this might become a reality which i think is pretty pretty neat in a way mm -hmm. you know there's a lot in that movie that comes out where you go like you know like that could actually be true, you know, that could actually be, you know, the thing that we're living in right now, which I think is a, is a very scary thought, but also a, a very um, interesting thing to think about uh, just in general. Yeah, definitely, 100%. And like, you know, like you, like you said, I, I kind of rewatched the trilogy uh, a few weeks back. And uh, and yeah, I loved it. I just, I just going back and watching it again is just such a magical experience. And especially now, like, you know, with like, bigger TVs and you know like now you can get it in 4k and everything else um but still like the original movie is the best like the, the sequels yeah. I had to push myself through them a little bit they weren't they weren't yeah. as good as the original movie well but I'm, I'm still planning on, on watching 
uh, Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions. Uh, right. Probably during the next week or the week after. Um, but I have I've, I've only watched the first one uh, right. for now. Uh, yeah. And it's it's yeah it's such an awesome movie. I, I really like it. <laughs> and I'm happy that they're 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 maybe rocking his <laughs> Matrix glasses. Uh, I'm happy that they're making a fourth one. You know, and it's going to have yeah. Keanu Reeves in, and uh, I can't remember the yeah, me name. me yeah. I'm going to be in there too apparently. Nathy's uh, one of the. Uh, uh, I, I, this is my announcement. I'm going to be in a movie. I'm the chosen one. just needs one of those, the, a twin brother now, and then he could be like the, the, the twins with the dreadlocks. He's like got that pasty complexion to him. I was there that, that uh, the, the girl co- uh, um, called with the white hair. Um, oh. oh, Switch? No. Switch, Switch. Yeah, yeah that was it, Switch. You, you not, can be a brother. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Good to see that you're, uh, you're, you're having fun anyway and uh, gearing up for the holidays. So next up... This guy is a lone wolf. He will go full Leroy Jenkins on you if uh, if you're down. He'll leave you for dead because he's back for blood. <laughs> it's my Frisian friend. It's of course Nathy. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing. I'm doing great. I I uh, played Back for Blood yesterday with you, Mike. It's yeah, amazing. He left me for dead. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Like I was like this noob. Uh, sorry, you're a waste of my time. Uh, and and, and I, then he I, gets like, wrecked. Team wipe. <laughs> True. Yeah, but uh, it, it's an amazing game. It's a it's a zombie title from uh, Total Rock Studios, uh, who also yeah. made uh, Left for Dead. Uh, this definitely plays and feels like Left for Dead. It, it, like no shame. Uh, yeah. It's 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 great. I really really enjoyed playing it yesterday. I was a bit concerned that you know that old school formula of just shooting zombies and getting through waves and waves and getting to the other side wasn't that fun. But with the new visuals and the, the gameplay mechanics being so updated, I still think it's 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 something that you wanna you wanna play. Yeah. Yeah, it's not in VR though. We should stress. No, that. It's, it's not. not it's VR. not in VR. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Not VR. Oh. Well, yet, yet someone's gonna crack that at some stage, and then you're gonna get you know projectile boomered from across the room. I know that's. Not I would right love that so much. I would love that so much. Please, Turtle Rock. Please. <laughs> It's good to be honest. Like as a Left 4 Dead fan, I thought I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I played yeah. it launch day and uh, or launch day for closed alpha access. You know, gaming these days is so freaking weird, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, as a Left 4 Dead fan, like it, they definitely changed up a lot of the bad guys. Like the scale of the enemies is Serious Sam level. Um, yeah. It's it, you're like, oh shit. That's why immediately when I saw that stuff, it was like, I want this in VR. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It fell flat for me, but I. I just I, I I wanted like the first two run throughs that I did and tried it on Nightmare as well, like I thought it was it was really impressive like the lighting and and all mm-hmm. that, but that's because I think I don't play many flat games and you know the way <laughs> graphics look these days like I, friends of yeah, mine are I, I me, like, this isn't that impressive but, yeah I thought you know, graphically it, it wasn't like it didn't blow my mind necessarily but uh, the yeah. the enemies and stuff were really you know entertaining and and also the you have like you have cards that you can pick before you play so it's almost like a strategical kind of like uh, thing you have to do where um, you unlock cards along the way too and you can also find them in the in the levels. So you mm. can change your own gameplay and also <clears throat> communicate with friends or strangers like, listen, I'm going to pull this card. What card are you going to pull? And the zombies can also pull cards. So it, it's really funny how they mix that up. No, I thought it was very entertaining. Yep. Um, maybe I was just hungry for more pancake because I, I didn't think we got that much uh, VR uh, stuff this year that I just wanted some, you know, 
The card um, mechanic is weird. Like I, I definitely wasn't expecting it. And the fact I like the fact that they took the AI director from the original game and actually exposed the dice roll. Like you, it'll tell you what you're getting in the level you're about to play mm-hmm. in terms of the really hard bad guys, the the add-ons that they get yeah. as it as it goes on. Yeah. And then you get that benefit as well. So it's neat. I found that bit a little bit overwhelming. Like did you find you kind of gelled with the card system easily enough or did you find it confusing at all? Mm, well, I liked it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's good. I thought it was pretty straightforward. Like, it was like every time you played and then you finished it, you're like, okay, hmm, which card should I pick? And really thinking about that. I, I like it where it's like, you're mm. really like, what did I just play and what is going to happen next? And what could, you know, it's kind of like using your imagination a bit. So, no, I, I it, it's kind of funny. That's something <laughs> that you don't see that much in games where usually you just play and it just does everything for you. But here it's like, you can. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it wasn't annoying. Like some games use it and you're like, oh, because it's more microtransaction stuff where it's like, I need to buy these cards. Yeah. Uh, but here it's, no, no. I, I thought that overall uh, solid uh, first impression for what sure. What experience, right? And yeah. I don't know how many levels the uh, the the thing is going to get when it's finally out, but no, nice set of characters finally. That yeah. was good because that was a bit of a weak point in Left 4 Dead 2 was the characters. And the characters feel really sweet. Yeah. Anything you wanna, you played in VR that you want to share? Well, uh, just like Rowdy, I played, uh, you know, uh, Jurassic. So uh, that's something we're going to talk about later. Um, And I should also point out our stream is having some uh, difficulties because we're just so awesome that the internet can't handle it. So uh, there you go. (laughs) Okay. Sorry about that. But yeah, hopefully we'll get through it anyway. Um, So next up, the big question is who shot first? Was it this guy or was it Greedo? (laughs) This guy always shoots first. It's VR streamer, ZimTalk5. How you doing, dude? Thanks, Mike. I definitely shot him a few times. Um, that was that was for me playing the Star Wars experience. I won't go much into because I don't have much to add to what I think Nathan and Mike have said before. It's a bit of a mediocre experience, and eh, it was all right. So yeah, I think for me coming into the holidays, the main thing is just getting time um, playing VR, kind of for myself to some extent. But definitely, I'm doing a lot of Rec Room. Uh, mm-hmm. Rec Room has brought me in for a number of reasons. Um, they had. <laughs> Actually, Nathy pulled, you know, got me back into Rec Room about a month ago, maybe three weeks oh, yeah, ago. Yeah, we played it together. With this Rec right. event. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We played it, yeah. And and, and it was really uh, cool because you could go along and there were these like, um, it was like going to a proper convention hall oh, in Rec yeah, Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd go like almost like carriages of a train. You'd go from room to room and there'd be different sellers. And some of them would be giving away free things. Like you could pick up an item that someone had created and you could just take a copy of that. So if you wanted to put it in your dorm room or whatever. And um, this week they dropped a kind of like snowy update with this holiday marketplace, uh, which was really neat, actually. So I kind of went along to that and I thought that was really fun. And then inevitably, the, there's one experience different than the rec market where you get some free root beer. Yeah, it's like direct <laughs> root, root beer. beer. So it's not like a big deal. Like, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a big deal at all. I went to the Xbox one as well, which is really cool. Um, oh, yeah, because they've released on like consoles now yeah. as well, which is amazing. Yeah. And they're doing so, super well yeah, on consoles. Yeah, they're doing insanely well. Oh, they're loving. Well. They're wow. absolutely like, and, and the console players are loving it. I met loads of people for like, like Xbox and stuff, and I was just talking to them. We were playing pool. There's a cool pool mechanic in that Xbox room. You get a Master Chief helmet, all this kind of trinkety stuff, right? Yeah. But, um, it was cool to go along to that. Like I used to take my daughter along to the conventions in the UK and it felt like I was there with her again, which is really nice because we were playing together. Um, and then there was an experience. If anyone hasn't done parkour, uh, maps parkour. in, in, in rec room, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> it, it, they're really good. They're really good. Like, um, and, and there's one called 
black, I think it's black underscore white, so black and white parkour at the minute. And it's really well done. It'll take you maybe half an hour, 40 minutes to clear it. But we like made friends along the way and it was just really great experience. So um, if anyone's really in, dipping into Rec Room, there's so much in that game to offer. Mm. Are, are, like you, VR um, chat. are you still building assets in the, in the game scene? <sighs> No, it kicked my ass. Um, I don't know. I, I really had fuel under the fire, especially after we uh, talked with Sean from Rec Room mm -hmm. a couple yeah. of months ago. And looking also at like tra the trajectory of what people are creating, I, I, I think I got a little bit um, overwhelmed by how many hours you got to put in to get something out, like anything in a coding or development side. But what you can what you can do, and I've just started to do, is you can create your own objects. Like I created a cardboard box, just silly kind of half-life reference. Yeah. You know, in, in my dorm room, I just like I, I made this thing and I have a pumpkin and stuff like that. But um beyond that point, nothing with you know, anything complicated. <clears throat> but now's the time. Like if 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 you're gonna get into something, you can actually make money. I know they just mentioned how they paid out more than a million dollars in to creators this year, because you can actually make uh, make stuff from this and like the holiday market you can go along and you can get rec tokens uh just by playing the game yeah. and you can you can pick up stuff for free which is what i like going to these markets for but then usually the sellers also have like an item or two that's paid and you use your in-game tokens for that and it's like i don't know i just i think that's a really fair system and it's a good way that rec room can make money and stay alive uh, but not just that that their creators are incentivized just like YouTubers are incentivized to create for its platform mm -hmm. uh, to, yeah. to put you know quality yeah, stuff together. So good, I love it. It's strategy. a great ecosystem. There is there great. is someone like someone will be like doing it full time in maybe a year or two. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Like, and same I for VR chat, you know. Uh, the first crazy. person to earn a million bucks from from Rec Room assets, we need yeah. to have them on the show. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That sounds like a great. That's that's like a great interview. It's like, yeah. <laughs> how much time have you put into this? But yeah. I wonder what it's going to be for. If it's like custom skins or actually games in there, because normally it's assets that people are are paying for, you know. But yeah. anyway, Rec Room is great. I I recommend it, and it's free, so there's no reason kind of not to play it. The only thing that I would say is, like VR Chat, just be. <laughs> Be, have a little bit of armor when you go in. What I mean by that is expect you're going to have one or two bad experiences with a person. But once you push past that, he making trolls. friends in that is so easy. Yeah. So easy. And it's available on every platform now. It's even available on your phone. So Yeah. yeah. It works great. It's crazy. Pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, so let's uh, see what the chat have been up to this week. Um, what they've been playing, what they would recommend. Yeah. So we have a Conrad who played um, DCS World and Half-Life Alex. Uh, Nico Cleric has been playing Medal of Honor. Um, Wardy spent a week uh, playing around with the graphics settings in Project Cars 2. LOL. So apparently wow. it's, it was still fun. Um, and then we have uh, Darja Angel who uh, wasted time on Tokyo Chronos, finished Cubism, and grinded away in Solaris. So there you go. Nice. Mm. Well, my highlight was um, was Jurassic World also. So um, we'll talk about that together as sort of like our collective review of the game later on in the show. So let's jump straight into the news. Although before we get into the news, the one thing I need to do is remind you that, uh, of course, this is the last F-Reality podcast of the year. We're going to be back yeah. uh, in the new year delivering you the freshest VR news uh, every Saturday, uh, starting from Saturday the 2nd of January. So it's only one week we're going to be missing out, but I hope you understand. 
Um, mm. Also, uh, to sort of have a little send off, we're going to be hosting an F Reality Christmas party in Alt Space tonight after the show. Uh, the event will be held at 9 p.m. UK time, 10 p.m. in Europe, 1 p.m. Pacific time, and will be in a sort of private instance of the Screen Door Effect Club, uh, which is going to be pretty lit. All you need to do to prepare for the event is to download the Alt Space app, which is available for free on Quest and PC VR headsets via Oculus and Steam. Um, I think we've added the link to the event in the description of this live yeah. stream. So all you need to do is click on that link, uh, basically log in with your AltSpace account, and then that'll be added. Uh, if you just click on the star or say that you're interested in going, it'll be in your sort of events page when you go into the app uh, later on. Uh, we'll be sharing the links again on Twitter and Facebook and maybe our YouTube community page uh, as well. So if you don't, if you miss it during the live stream, we'll post it again later on. So Coolest uh, party of the year. Yeah, it'd be just cool <laughs> if you can come and hang out with us. Um, you know, we've done this before and it's been really fun to kind of meet some of uh, our audience and just kind of hang out for a bit and sort of chill. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, if you can make it, it'd be great to see you all there. Um, cool, club. cool club. Yeah. So let's get into some news then, because the first bit of news we got this week is that the Oculus Quest 2 Elite Strap and Elite Battery Strap are now back in stock on the official Oculus website. Uh, if you follow the podcast, you'll know that we've talked about this, uh, you know, a couple of months back. That basically Oculus pulled the Elite Straps from their official store and like Amazon and other resellers uh, after numerous reports from consumers who experienced the strap arms breaking, even when they were being really careful with them. It seems like a some sort of manufacturing defect happened during the, the manufacturing process, which made them particularly weak. Um, but it seems like Oculus have investigated the issue and in a statement to upload VR, they said that there was a processing inconsistency with some early batches of the straps. Um, and now they've sort of released them back uh, on sale after their investigation. And to sort of reassure the VR community, they're, all, they're now offering a two-year warranty on both their Elite straps uh, and say that they'll offer free replacements if you have any issues within two years. So I think that's pretty reassuring, I think. It's also a fair warranty period. That's pretty typical what you get. Right. I, mean, I wouldn't expect more than two or three years. Alarm bells start to go off when you see one year. Uh, you see one year on a product, you're like, ah, you know there's a problem. <laughs> I'm glad right. they're back because I know there's a lot of people who've you know, said to me that they are frustrated that they can't upgrade the experience to some mm -hmm. extent. I mean, I know it's not for everybody. I know it's very much, I guess the feeling is like 70% of people who get it are kind of pleased with it. Um, and for some people, their just head shape doesn't support it. But um, I think it's an upgrade. I think it's a, for me, standing in the middle of a room playing VR for hours, and I do mean hours, like it, it helps you last longer. Be comfortable. Yeah. Definitely, so. 100%. Like for me, the original elastic strap feels like my head is a watermelon and someone's just putting elastic bands on it over and over again. And my head is just going to explode you know, like after a short amount of time. And I think, you know, for the price, especially of the, the cheaper one, the Elite Strap, which is like 49 US dollars or 49 British pounds, you know, it's worth that investment, I think, to make yeah. the headset more comfortable, like you say, for longer periods of gaming. Um, but what do you what do you guys think? Do you do you guys use the Elite Strap? What about you, Rad? I think you've got the original strap there, right? I, st I still have the original strap. I kind of waited with getting uh, the Elite Strap because I knew there were going to be issues with it. Uh, yep. So I just want those to get ironed out first before I purchase uh, something. I'll probably wait still a little bit longer. Uh, there's mm -hmm. still a couple of things I want to get first. Like uh, I, I still want to get like a link cable or like something that will make my experience with virtual desktop a, a bit smoother mm -hmm. uh, since I'm still on a, on a wireless connection. So I'm, I'm that those are the things I'm going to invest in first to get like a proper VR uh, experience. When, when I mean, it's it's all right now. I just want it to be like the best it can be. 
so yeah. those are the things. Uh, also, something I, w- I want to upgrade because I, I got it actually next to me. I'm not a big fan of this of this fabric that is on here, which which oh. comes original, uh, because it starts like for some reason it starts to itch my skin. Maybe it's because I got like a little bit of a beard nope. or something, and it I'm gets the same. Like, I, I get I get irritated same. face from the yeah, original exactly. foam. It's like, not uh, good. If if I play, I mean, it's not. I can play easily for a couple of hours, but I just notice it when I when I have it on my face the entire time. It's not like I. I take it off and I got like all like red bands around here because uh, of skin irritation or something. Mm. That's not the problem. But I, I do find it an irritating kind of fabric. So I'll probably get like an upgrade for that as well before I get uh, the Elite Strap because it, it's a little bit more pressing. So some, some, some toilet paper from the house around your... Uh, yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, maybe. So wait, wait, wait. We, we got to see this though. You got you to take a picture like Raccoon Rowdy. You know, you could be a new, a new <laughs> yeah. character in the new year. Bust out and just come in with these red circles. <laughs> What about you, Nate? Are you rocking it. the uh, elite strap or? Yeah, no, I, I, I like, I, I definitely like the elite strap. Uh, I do like the standard elite strap more than the one with the battery. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think, I think the the back part makes it a little bit uncomfy uh, for some reason. Uh, the weight at the back, you mean? Yeah, no, no, it's well, not necessarily the weight, but it's a very hard piece that kind of sits on the back, and you can kind of feel that sitting around. Um, I think with the normal, the standard one, it's already balanced out enough. So it's mm-hmm. it's not adding more comfort in that sense. Um, but yeah, of course, no. yeah, you get more juice. So it's really nice. But I, yeah, it's a bit less. Uh... Yeah, I would agree with you, actually, having used both for a, a long period of time now. The I would prefer to use the original Elite Strap, yeah. but I do like the battery. So I yeah, I just persevere with it and just yeah, put yeah, up with exactly. it. Yeah, uh, exactly. it's not like, Does the battery now like balance it out a little bit? So it's like not a really bit more um, comfortable. Not really. I would say I would say like the like like you guys said, you know, the uh, the original Elite Strap does a, a good job of doing that anyway. Um, it's just a little bit heavier, so. Um, yeah. But I do, I do like the extra battery, and what I also like about the Elite Battery Strap is that in the main menu, when you hover over your sort of like headset, it gives you a battery percentage. You also get a battery percentage of the strap battery, so you know that's really useful, and it will drain, it will drain the strap completely, and then move on to the headset. So yeah. it's kind of smart in a way, and I do yeah. really like that. That's yeah. something that doesn't appear if you use like an this. external battery. Yeah, exactly. See, I'm in Rowdy's camp where having the battery weight in my pocket as opposed to on my head is is preferable to me. And I think that strap for 50 is a little bit easier to swallow yeah. than that and the case. And if anyone's wondering like, oh, these are available again, should I get the case too? You yeah, don't have case. to. You really don't have oh, to. I, I rarely actually charge my uh, my headset with this. I just have this <laughs> yeah, and I can, I can play for... I think 20 to 40 years. hours almost with this. Uh, it's, it's like yeah. insane how many hours I can get out of this. And yeah, it actually charges my laptop. My um, it actually charges my headset as well when I'm when I'm playing with it. So yeah. that's actually kind of nice. Uh, even if it's dead, I can just plug that in and uh, it boots right up and starts charging from one percent up until exactly. The as long as you have as long as you have enough of uh, wattage on the battery, enough capacity in the battery, and the that's right USB C yeah. cable. Um, because if you have a lower grade cable mm. or your USB two connection converting into mm-hmm. USB C, it won't yeah. prop the, the battery the up. The anchor battery that I have actually die. has a, a USB C. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. I'm yeah. Probably because yeah. I have the focus. A USB C fast uh, charging port. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it's actually it's. I mean it's it's a great. I mean it's expensive. Like don't don't get me wrong. This was also it, like a, like I think one. like a hundred euros. So it's an it's an expensive battery, but it's got like sixteen thousand something. 
so it's it can charge my my headset like a couple of times <laughs> over. You know those batteries are fun. Uh, I had it this week where my car wouldn't start because you know COVID and it's just sitting there or whatever. <laughs> I have one of those batteries which you just connect to the battery terminals of your car and start the car with it. <sighs> but it's basically just an external battery pack like that. And yeah. it, it's great. You can just like back and start the car off an <laughs> external battery or use it with your Quest if you're stuck with a flat tire and need some entertainment. I think wow. the only thing, like you say, about the Elite battery strap is that you have to buy it as a bundle with the case, which works out to be like Nonsense. $129 or I think it's 119 British pounds, which yeah. is super expensive. I wish they would just sell it separately. But Stupid. Stupid. I think, I think I still think, in my opinion, both the standard strap, uh, Elite strap, and the uh, one with the battery are overpriced. They should be cheaper. Uh, but, uh, well, people think, want to think... buy them anyways because they they use it in their favor. I still think they're too expensive. Uh, the thing yeah. is, like, uh, for comfort, I'd pay any amount of money. You know? yeah, well, that, that's, think... why, that's why they are expensive. Correct. Maybe. Yeah, I'm with Navy on this. I think, I think they're overpriced. I think they're overpriced for what they are, especially when you pull the Elite Strap out and you're like, 50 quid for a little like twangy piece of plastic it seems especially because I'm you know I had mine screws fell out of it after three weeks of use and not heavy use just moderate mm. use um, so for the money like I really like it but I feel like it's it did have some problems but now it's available again so yeah, you know, are you gonna send yours back? actually I didn't in the end they actually they arranged um, a return for me and in the end I said guys if you can't confirm that we're gonna send me as any different, why am I losing two weeks to send this to you so you can mm -hmm. send me another one? Like, there's no mm -hmm. point. So I just repaired it myself and I've just been using it. And, and yeah, it, it, breaks, brings about... it breaks on the sides because the way that it broke for me was screws were falling out of this back yeah, plastic grommet. There's one there and one there, yeah. uh, which you can get at. I thought you'd have to break this to, to get at it, but you don't. It's a big bend and it's very awkward. Um, but if it breaks the course across the plastic, it's going back. Right. But, so but you, hasn't done that you do understand that the back part doesn't go in front of your face, but on the neck part? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it, actually, it actually brings about a bit of a question as well, and I saw it popping up in the chat from uh, Mark Schneider. Uh, he's saying, so how cheap is the Facebook Quest since you need a better head strap, you need better foam, you need more battery life? Do you also need better grips for the controllers? You need a case, what is the total price? Also, six hundred. It's six hundred all all in, in my opinion. Six hundred. Yeah, but but yeah. The, the question I think is, what, which of these upgrades do you believe are essential? Do you think all of these are essential? Like the better foam, the head I think, strap. Um, I think for me, like the two essential upgrades in my opinion are like a VR cover kit, which is like thirty bucks, and then yeah. the the elite uh, the uh, normal elite strap, which is fifty bucks. I so you're, you. you're you're spending a little bit less than the original price of the Quest and to that get a was super also, comfy headset. When I gave my first early impressions from the headset, is that I kind of felt that those should have been included uh, because they would have made the headset so much better. Of course, it drops, it increases the price. Uh, they, they wanted to sell it as cheap as possible. But I do feel that the upgrades that Mike just mentioned are kind of essential to have a good uh, experience. Yeah, I think, I think most think people pyramid, don't care, though. though. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Think of the pyramid. The sale yeah. pyramid is going to be like, most people aren't going to give a damn. Uh, then you got the mid-tier who like are going to have to upgrade with those things. That's why I think if you're if you're a reasonable like gamer who's going to be using this thing for hours and using it regularly, the the upgrades that you mentioned are must-haves and nice to have is ProStrap from ProTube that it, or a similar grip to be able to be hands-free with it is just such a nice quality of life improvement. And the fourth one, which I mentioned last week, which again I like and I've done on a couple of the quests now, is the magnetic connector so that you're not Killing yeah. your USB-C yeah. port. But like, so, those so four things, it's like a, no, it a little bit of multiple headset. You, you start out with the base package, and then yeah. as time goes yeah. on and you like it, you start yeah. adding things to it. 
that might make your experience better. That's a yeah. nice strategy. Yeah. And and just that. for those asking in the chat, they were those grips were made from ProTube, right? Uh, Zim. Yeah, they're yeah. from ProTube. They're called the Pro Straps. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Um, so yeah, that is the Elite uh, battery strap and the Elite strap are back available for sale on the official Oculus Store. Don't think they're available on Amazon just yet, but um, uh, uh, you no. know, it won't be long before they're back available there as well. Um, so that is that. Next mm. bit of news is about one of our favorite VR games. We talk about it all the time. That is, of course, Population <laughs> One. They dropped another awesome update this week, uh, which included ice structures and snow in the plains area of the map, uh, offering some new opportunities to get the drop on your enemies. And they also added a new bot bot battle mode, allowing bot you to team bot battle mode. <laughs> say that a few times, uh, allowing you to team up with your friends uh, to fight against some AI bots. So uh, mm. I checked this out um, yesterday with my brother and uh, a friend of mine. And you still need to have a team of three, so you can't just you can just drop in solo. Uh, you can you can play it solo with some varying difficulties, or you can drop in as a team of three. If you don't have a team of three, then you'll get paired up with some random, and then you'll jump online together. And then instead of uh, sort of jumping in and you're seeing all your players at the starting line before you jump into the pods, you'll just see a line of bots and they all just jump in the pods together and take off. Um, and then you have to fight them throughout the match and sort of just as that the original battle royale plays out but just with with bots um the thing is like what i found was because i was expecting it to be super easy is that it wasn't easy it actually poses a different challenge and i don't think it's the same challenge that that, that human players provide and it's because these bots they work in like teams of three like te teams of three terminators and they're so freaking aggressive <laughs> that i found myself on a couple of occasions being surrounded by three groups of three like from all different angles and like managing my ammo was actually quite hard because I was just running out because yeah. there's so many of them. They're not necessarily hard to kill, but with the amount of them and dealing with them all at the, the same volume. time is challenging. Yeah. yeah. Did you find the same things, Sim? I found the ammo management thing was a piece. Yeah. I found that I was, unlike with human players, I more often than not, I was I was kind of playing, uh, I was playing this game of like, I'm, I'm getting like barraged all the time um like i i like the winter updates and stuff but but from like the thing for me with the bots i was kind of expecting their their player model to look a little bit more distinct from a player from an actual player like they they look a bit um like they're wearing a hat like they're wearing a cake tin on their head and yeah i thought it would be, be larger and wider i thought yeah, it was yeah. going to be a little bit more um pronounced than it than it is, but I played solo, um, and that's the video I'm showing. I played solo on, just to check out kind of the planes update, see how the sight lines had changed. Um, what I didn't realize was that the observatory or whatever had turned into a giant Christmas decoration. Yeah, uh, it's just this giant red ball. I thought that was kind of cute. Um, but the bots themselves, like, not this. This is the problem I have with bots is that once you develop bot AI, unless you develop some form of like variation in the bot AI, then they can feel like the same player coming at you again and again. And I, I had yeah. the same problem that we had with Frostpoint, with Medal of Honor's multiplayer bots, with these bots, which is just, they just feel like, okay, I'm getting attacked with vanilla. Where's chocolate? Where's strawberry? I don't have these other flavors of bots. And I, I really want that when I'm playing on my own. But the thing I do think that it's really nice is they've allowed you now to Kind of in a tutorial mode now against these bots you can solo against the bot and just get better right you can yeah. and you can pick the bot difficulty there are three tiers of difficulty um, i went for the toughest and i did find them to be quite a challenge um but i, I got maybe five or six kills before going down myself you know so so it, it was all right it so was all right. What, I think what's a decent, decent update what's the reason why they did this this update 
I, I think I think it's nice. Make it accessible for yeah. single players. Initially, I was like you, Nathy. I thought I thought ah, this is they're getting ready for the game to be empty. That was my immediate impression. But I think it's because they want it to be accessible to okay. people who pick up the headset and okay. don't have friends to play with. Mm-hmm. I, I, I well, also think that the timing is important since, of course, this game has been out now for a little while. And there are, there are some players that are just ridiculously good in this. And, mm. you know, depending on the time zone that you're playing it, you know, it will get tougher as well. And I think a lot of people might be scared by that initial thought when they jump in and they don't know what's going on. And, you know, they die every round, like as soon as they encounter someone. And this gives them a little bit of a... A bit more leeway in order to to practice and in order to know the map a bit better before they go into you know the actual playing against players well also a good reason is if they go in maintenance they can just uh, uh throw this bot thing online hmm. uh, and and in the meanwhile just work on something else so they can keep it still online people could still buy stuff too maybe um hmm. so they can kind of keep the game rolling um, i can imagine like a almost like a robo recall bot comes over to you and goes Yep, 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 and he goes like, "Nice skin, Nathy." <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> did you sure. get that premium? No, I'm sorry. Don't, don't do that, please, please don't, don't do that. Stop biting him out, Sim. I do think it is nice for people that maybe find online multiplayer a bit intimidating, you know. And it, I think you know it's still got that real social element. So if you've got a group of friends, you can jump in, and you know, although the bots do offer a challenge, they're different from playing online mm-hmm. with other people. So I think it's a nice option to have i think it's, it's yeah, yeah. super to, it and i think it's a good way map. to warm up as well like me and yeah. the guys were like warming up with the bots and then we went into the multiplayer and then we got two wins on the bounce and i was like yeah. this is great yeah. yeah yeah it's co-op co-op, co-op is like yeah. the it's the biggest secret i think in vr and one of its best uh use cases is like if you if you have one two three four friends you can play these multiplayer games together not necessarily competitive games but even like walkabout mini golf which you know dropped a new map and stuff this week um to finally finish off their set games like this where you can where you can kind of play together even if it's against computer or whatever or together like working on something definitely feel the most wholesome mm-hmm. compared to just strictly online multiplayer competitive stuff yeah absolutely and i think you know big box uh i think they're really setting a good example of what can be done with an online multiplayer game in the vr space you know regular updates regular events community engagement you know, they're really killing it right now. And I wish more games will take a note of this and say, this is how a company does it really well and keeps that engagement and keeps players coming back for more. And I think retention wise, I would imagine that Population One has probably got one of the biggest retention of players yeah. of any VR app available on the Quest at the moment. Yeah, I'm curious how it's going to push you through next year um, because I, I do think they will have some challenges getting people back right now. They still have a lot of room to do new stuff, but there will be a moment where you have to kind of think even more creative than you did before. Well, yeah. I, think, I think the obvious <laughs> mode is like this, the, the, the one mode, right? Where it's you versus a whole map and it's just one player wins. And that's Solo gonna, battle right And I, I, I think that will... When it starts to stagnate, they'll drop that yeah, and then yeah, it'll yeah. take so off again. Kind of waiting yeah. things out. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got to be honest. Like, the title, pop one for me. It was sense. it was cocaine in the first couple of weeks, but now I'm. It's weird because I don't like being baited into doing stuff. I've never liked that in game design, and and although I have to applaud them for not be for being for being varied in their content and for being so well pipelined, like they're really dropping cool stuff every so often. Yeah. I'm starting to burn out on the game a bit. Like I, I, I'm purposefully now sitting back from it and going like, will I play that? And I don't feel as kind of drawn to it at the minute. But um, do you think if I they, wonder um, if that'll change based on what they what they drop next? Do you, do you think instead of like cosmetic 
changes or like map variants that maybe some core gameplay mecha mechanic change will draw you back in? Oh yeah, if they if they instead of keeping the current map mm. forced uh, force dropped an entirely new world, mm. I would play that for a week or two uh, because I think that type of change yeah. gives you enough to explore. Then I would be happy to live for a month or two on cosmetic changes yeah, because the, you know, because the, the, map... like the plane's changing. That's a material change. Anyone who dropped in when they were the hay bales. That place was a fucking nightmare. Yeah, true. You know, you, you just get owned in yeah, because that. Because with so, this Chris, these Christmas updates, it's only snow and, yeah, I saw some crystals sticking out of, like, the, you know, some ice sticking out of, like, the ground. But, yeah, you're right. Like, if you really change, like what Fortnite did, you know, suddenly, like, uh, Thanos is attacking the Earth. Uh, the ground, there's, like, a crater in the middle suddenly and the whole game, you know, and there's, like, certain items that you can find that uh, came from outer space. Like, just look at Fortnite. I mean, they constantly... But that comes with messed. seasons as well. It's not yeah, like yeah. every week yeah. that they change that, but that's like, no. you know, a season. Well, they, they will only change it quicker if they see the player base decrease a little. As mm -hmm. Mike said, they're just keeping updates kind of uh, in stock. And then the moment when they need one, they just launch it. I think it's smart because with VR, you never know. Like, there could be next year yeah. another Battle Royale or some other multiplayer being real good and people just jump ship. People jump ship in the VR scene so all the easy. time. Very fickle. Uh, so, I don't know. Um, also, our stream is still having some some uh, funny, funky issues. Um, well, I think audio-wise, it's fine. It's yeah, just the video a bit choppy. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, there's not much we can do. I don't know what it is. It's something ISP-related, yeah. it looks we, like. We so can try to blow out the fire. Only thing I'll say is, um, good thing is the recording <laughs> should be solid. So even if the, we have a problem live, we'll, we'll get it uploaded after. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, some solid updates from Big Box for Population One. It'd be interesting to see to track it over next year and see if it yeah. sort of reigns uh, the number one spot in terms of VR multiplayer. Someone uh, said year. like they should bring Smashbox Arena also to Quest. <laughs> Maybe it could, it, could, it could be a good time. It could be a good time to agree. do that. That's a that's a good title. That's a good title. Yeah, um, think, I enjoyed uh, it. I think it. I think it didn't get its moment in the sun. They should do just. They should. You know what they should do? They should do like a throwback to Smashbox in Population One somewhere, like an Easter egg. I don't know. That's not happening. No. <laughs> no. Why not? I don't know. This seems a bit a bit of a weird. Foodie things in there. This is a good thing though. Maybe in January we should uh, we should tack that onto the list of things to talk about, which is like, what are the games that you really want to see revisited? For for example, either ported to Quest or something that. You know the the PC VR market has been starved of. You know we've all been. You know, like for instance, PC VR market has been starved of Resident Evil because it's just there on PlayStation mm, and it's mm, sitting yeah. there in that slowly becoming crypt of a <laughs> of a platform. Yeah. But you know, I would love to, I'd love to see you know our thoughts on that crisscross. Yeah, we'll uh, definitely talk about January. that next week for sure. Like plans, a recap of last of this year and two weeks from what now, we, what we want uh, in the future for sure. We'll yeah. do that next. Yeah, yeah two VR two. You mean? Yeah, okay. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but of course, Population One wasn't the only VR game to get updates uh, this week. We also got some updates to Medal of Honor. And it's interesting because they were addressing some of the issues we talked about on last week's show. Uh, yeah. And Respawn has pushed out two updates since then, which is pretty commendable, I think. Um, and I've got a sort of list of some of the, the highlights from these uh, updates. They've added uh, smooth turning. They've removed the victory screen from every level now. So it now just shows on the completion of the six main missions, which is good. Uh, weapon pickups have been made more accurate in the shooting range. So when you go, go to grab a weapon, it's mm -hmm. more accurate because that was a little bit off for some bizarre reason. <laughs> Very uh, frustrating that bit. Yeah, yeah. 
all the gallery content is now unlocked from the very beginning of the game so you don't have to unlock it throughout your progress which is also pretty good if you just want to sit through it get a feeling of like the kind of like stories from these world war uh, veterans do you um, still think that that could have been like optional where someone's like i do want to unlock that and you can just choose between the two because i still think it it kind of has something interesting to that to yeah, be able to I'm, unlock very... those parts because the the 360s and certain video parts they matched the mission so i thought it was kind of cool to have that i don't know but uh yeah you know like give it the I'm option totally, at least yeah, i'm totally with you on that nathy i i think they should further tweak that and allow the option if you want to be unlocking that content i lock it away for me you know um, mm. I would I would opt for that. I would opt for that because I, I like that feeling of progress. I know it's a little bit odd. Uh, it doesn't really have a mm, parallel yeah. with other games, but I, I, yeah, I would be someone who would use that toggle. Mm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, um, they've also made the M1 Garand ping louder, which <laughs> is that. great. Um, that's something we complained about. Um, they've added more graphical options, so you can tweak the settings to get the most out of the game if you're not mm. running on like the most optimal hardware. Uh, well, even if you do that, run on the optimal hardware, uh, it's also kind of yeah. But I was gonna say like that, that. Of all the updates that they've released so far, being able to control certain features on a switchboard, yeah, for your graphical settings, so you have some control over the performance of the game and can tinker with it. Yeah, that's that's like, that, that, that but that should so be far. standard. Like they are, like this is one of those rare opportunities where you get like to choose three settings, and it's freaking strange. Uh, usually, oh. that's normal, right? Where you just pick different graphical settings. So yeah, okay. Well, well, that is that. They've also okay. removed star ranks for em for enemies. Uh, they're turned off by default now. Um, yeah, and I, I always thought it was kind of a strange design choice, yeah. especially if they're going for like an authentic World War Two experience that enemies have like stars above their heads. Um, so I'm glad that they've turned that off by default. There's another game, uh, Phantom Covert Ops, I think, does that, where you can see above the heads of the enemy like how difficult they are. Mm -hmm. um, I, I disabled it. I think most immersion yeah. seekers would disable it. I'm yeah. wondering, I don't remember if at the start of the game I opted into, if they've got analytics in the game, they might have already seen that, like, oh, 55% of players are opting Turning this off. off anyway, so yeah. They changed, yeah, they just I, changed I, I, the I honestly never felt like one uh, soldier was better than the other. Even with, with or without, it was like no. the same thing. So I don't know what that even means, man. Uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, they've now toggled arm sleeves and they hide them now when they're close to players' eye, uh, eyes aiming down the sights of guns. Yeah. So okay. they don't get into your way because they were a little bit intrusive when you were using some weapons. Mm. Um, they're adding 3D scopes in the future. They've said that that is coming, which is oh. really nice. So they're getting rid of that kind of like flat scope, whole sort of peripheral view thing. And they're moving on to 3D scopes, which is going to be great, I think, in a future update. Um, and like, I think with all this stuff, it's kind of nice, you know, stuff to add to the game. Nothing yeah. sort of game changing, really. No. I think it's you know, all like, like simple. Like these are all very small tweaks. I don't know if yeah. they're going to go for the big stuff. I well, I, you know, I think I'm I'm grateful that these uh, updates have been added because I I honestly thought that the post-launch support would be limited from Respawn, having seen how Insomniac handled Stormland in the past. So mm -hmm. I'm surprised and pleasantly yeah. surprised and very grateful that we have got these updates. Mm -hmm. uh, they address actually the most critical issues that we've yeah. had with the game with this update. I think if there was one big thing that I would wish for is just add a progression system, even if it's a basic one, add a basic progression system to the multiplayer because that is what's going to keep yeah. players coming back for more. Even if point, it's just like a, a like, point system where it's like, oh, you made this many headshots system. and uh, yeah. you, you get this or that. And 
Yeah, okay. It's just in, in, in every in every shooter multiplayer game, you rank up, right? When you, mm. and you, you know, yeah, some stats at the end. Yeah, of it's something. It's something. I have yeah. to agree with Mike on this one. I mean, my my ask would be try to optimize uh, the size of the game because I think if you can get on the with the size, price, yeah. right? The the price is still a bit high. Um, I love it. I still think that for a triple A game that's got multiplayer and, and single player. I'm like, I'm just barely okay with the price, the full price at the moment for 60. Like, I, yeah. I get it. I get why they're charging that price now. I'd like to see them, you know, put, pull some sales in Q1. Uh, but the change for me would be, it would be split between, like, just optimization. Like, make the game run better for generally, more consistently for more players. And if they can, do more work on on the way the game patches, on how much storage space is there that's occupied, if they can. Nathan came up with a great, a brilliant, I think, uh, idea to separate the multiplayer mm-hmm. and single-player game components. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that if they take a very hard look at that, they could actually end up with people starting on multiplayer, really enjoying it, and, th- you know, say, release multiplayer for 20, 20 bucks, yeah, and then yeah. go on to the single-player for 40 And I yeah. think then it yeah. partly justifies the higher cost. It, l- it gives people a ladder mm-hmm. to step through. If if it's even possible, I don't know how viable that is. I also wonder. Game. I also wonder how much of that price is actually the gallery content, since I actually care very less about that section of the game. Uh, while I do know that the production of that is really high value, and there must be some associated cost with that. And I wonder if that would have been removed from the game. Yeah. Like how much, how much less size would it be in the first place? Because I think that the game would be a lot smaller uh, if you removed that uh, that high quality 4K content from it. And second of all, could it push the price down? I, I think yeah. they, but they I don't think want they to do that because they associate it directly with the game. I think they can definitely shave off some gigabytes because uh, it's, it's definitely not optimized. But that, as I said, is the big stuff. That is going to take some work, some money. I don't know work. if that yeah. money is still there uh, to be optimizing the game to that level. Um, and the thing is, it's going to drop in price anyways because I don't think it's sold that well. I don't think it's sold that well. So for, for, those, for, those, who, so for those who didn't catch the news around release day... The game originally required 340 gigabytes of free space That's right. to be able to get the game installed. Yeah, well. to, to install the game today is something shy of 180 gigabytes. That's right. So they actually managed to address that within the first week, which is great. This is yeah. what Mike's talking about. They're patching it like crazy for these quality of life improvements. You guys know I'm already smitten about the game, but I love that they're doing this. Mm-hmm. I think it's abs- the reason I think it's so applaudable. You said use the word commendable, and I thought it was great. These guys deserve a medal. Maybe even a medal of honor uh, for God, their that was service. So, <laughs> so corny, corny, so, Zim. very wow. corny. What I, what I want to know is, like, um, you know, have you have uh, you finished the game, Zim? And is there any update on your uh, thoughts on it so far? No, not yet. So okay. I haven't I haven't really touched it again since uh, since I played it last week. So I've got no change in my basis. I, that last week I said it was game of the year for me. It's still sitting on that on that roster, but. Um, I have in the past, it's rare that I put, change my opinion, but mm-hmm. I'll just remind that with the other gargantuan game that I've played, which was Asgard's Wrath, after eight hours of that game, where it really plateaued and I was like, oh, yeah, there's no more right. game mechanics. It's yeah, just right. like, this is dead to me now. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I changed yeah. my recommendation from a buy to a consider because mm-hmm. it's very pretty, great for the first couple of hours, and then it just kind of gets to become this grind that I didn't yeah, want to yeah. do, and I didn't end up finishing mm-hmm. it as a result. So... If that happens with yeah. Medal of Honor, it'll be sad. 
Um, but there's still the multiplayer, so I'm not expecting that to happen. We'll but see. But you'll, we'll you'll probably be in a position to give your final update when we do our sort of recap of 2020 and give our game of the years and that kind of stuff in a couple of weeks' time, right? Unless I, unless I get run over by a tank, Mike, that game's getting <laughs> done in the next cool. two weeks because I'm okay. off work now. Man, I've got free reign to my VR games again. <laughs> okay, well, I look forward to that. But yeah, mm. good to see that Respawn are supporting Medal of Honor and hopefully we get some more support um coming over the next sort of weeks and months and uh, yeah. you know yeah fingers crossed yeah. um yeah. so now let's talk about mist because this is something that we cut out of last week's show mist. because we were getting on a little bit um zim i think you're the only one out of the four of us that have actually played this game um so i think this one sort of rests on your shoulders here but uh, okay. i'm a big fan of puzzle games so i'm super intrigued to think just to see what you think of the game uh especially you know after our yeah. little battle with a uh, shadow point and which one's going to finish that first? Um, but, um, so I'm looking forward to maybe getting into a little a battle with this one as well. But tell us what you think of the game so far, and like how far roughly do you think you're into it, and and do you think it's worth the, the yeah. you know a buy right now? Well, let me let me first cover a little bit of history because Mist is one of those games that is you need a history lesson for it because once upon a time it was the world's biggest selling game, which mm -hmm. a lot of people I think don't realize. So um, Mist was made by Rand and Robin Miller. Uh, they formed a company called Cyan or a studio called Cyan. Uh, Mist was published in 1993. So looking at that, this to, all the way to December 10th, uh, 2020, when they landed Mist uh, recreated for VR. And, and this is a quest title for those who are wondering. Um, so as, as a player in Mist, what you do is you're trapped on this island. You could think of it as a kind of island equivalent room escape it's definitely a heavy set puzzle game um, and you basically zip between various ages so you start off with this kind of magical book and you put your hand on it and you get teleported to this island and then on this island you're undoing various uh, mechanical bits various puzzles some of them logic based some of them just kind of physical geometry of the level um, but I would say that Cyan are well known for their diabolically difficult puzzles. Things that are really, if you're a puzzler, you're like, this is my 10,000 piece puzzle. Um, the, the VR games that I've played of theirs are Abduction, which is yeah. a, quite a long, um, I'll say flat experience that was VRified. Um, it's got some kind of weird looks to it, but it's an absolutely it's a, gorgeous it's a solid game. port. Solid uh, port, right? Oh, it is a solid port. You, if you feel the datedness of it, as yeah, of in, course now, but like when when it got pirated on what was CV one or maybe uh, DK two, uh, at least CV one. Yeah, I don't know if it was as old uh, as DK two. Could be DK two actually. Yeah. Um, but I when I played it, like you'd have you know you you interact with things with like a floating mouse cursor kind of yeah, a floating yeah, yeah. dot right and <laughs> and then you'd click it and it would do the thing and it was just binary interactions. Yeah. Um, but the but the levels were incredible, like very beautiful. very high detail. The puzzles were incredible. Yeah. Uh, when the world would transform, it was was beautiful and actually it brings a lot of that to Quest. Um, in Mist. Um, and there's a bunch of games that came out between then and now. That uh, that I just wanted to call out the names of, so you know its pedigree and kind of where it came from. So there was Mist in '93, Riven in '97, Mist Three Exile. Obviously, they decided to put the Mist name back in because for sales purposes in 2000, in 2001, uh, Uru Ages Beyond Mist Uru. in 2003, mm. Uru. Uru Uru, Mist Four Revelation in 04. Missed five end of ages in 05. What the hell? I don't know why. Three, four, and five. Man, they just like right after the yeah. millennium, they're like, oh, world's world's going to shit. We gotta quickly get these games out. 
And then inevitably they did a, an online experience, and I have no idea what that was well, like. Well, online experience, like, like you're on I live to escape together. Puzzling. <laughs> All puzzling. Everyone puzzling. Very, very confusing. So then you end up you end up with uh, this catalog of kind of five or six games that they've got, and then they decide we're going to VRFI our original, original experience for people who haven't done yeah. it. And this is nearly 28 years later. So this is missed. Um, I think that's probably it. The only other thing I wanted to say is, I'm going to ask you a question, a little bit of trivia. What dethroned missed? So they sold 6 million copies worldwide, and then in 2002, a little game dethroned it. What game was that? Carmageddon. Worms. Carmageddon. Sim, Sim City. What? Sorry, Mike, what did you say? Worms. Wasn't Worms. Uh, Nathan, what I, did you I say? I said SimCity, I don't know. You are the closest to the oh, bunch. I am? <laughs> yeah. Sims. Hospital? Theme Hospital? Oh, it's The Sims. Oh, The oh, Sims. Okay. With its gazillion expansions. Wow. Came man. out and became the best the first selling Sims. game globally. Oh. The first The Sims. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's a little bit of trivia. Now let's get into the actual game and kind of my thoughts on it. The gyms. So I gave a little bit of a snap last week about this, but um, in short, you're plunked on this island. You have to solve puzzles. <laughs> I found it to be... The first thing I noticed was it's it's I wouldn't say it has the, the graphical fidelity of its PC counterparts. Um, having played Abduction, having played an alpha of Firmament, which is the next game on PC VR that Cyan are working on, which is a very ambitious project. Um, this is definitely a strip down. It's what you can expect running on Quest. Um, still looks decent, but the world is largely static. And I was wondering if because it was ported from such an early PC game, if it would show, um, and it, I would say it does. It the the, the the you know fresh coat of paint isn't enough to co totally cover up the fact that this is a, a game from nearly thirty years ago. But they do a pretty decent job, and I would say people who are new to it will probably just think, oh, this is made from like an indie studio. Um, the puzzles are good. Some of them are are, are absolutely maddening, and you, and you will be kicking yourself over it. Stuff like, oh, I didn't think to look up in a particular section, or um, I didn't think to turn this lever back the other way. Mm. Um, those kinds of things that happen. Uh. But the fact that the, the physical environment around you is modified and updated when you solve a puzzle feels great. And I know there's a lot of people who would have done this, and for our uh, more aged listeners uh, who went through the original Mist and were old enough at the time to actually beat the game, I suppose my only concern is the core gameplay is about the same, but they do have a feature that allows you to randomize the puzzles. And that means that there is some uh, nature of, let's say, uncertainty in what you're going to need to unlock next. Mm -hmm. And that's also good if you're going to broadcast the game or play it with an audience, because then they don't know for sure what the puzzle is that you're going to have to solve next. And it's not just like a lead me by the nose to the experience. Mm. Um, all in all, I think it's a game to consider. I think it's, uh, it's if you're a puzzler, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I thought that a lot of the visuals in the game, you'll notice on the main island, just as you walk up, there's these like beautiful grills. Uh, feels very like, um, feels very like, like uh, um, Fallout VR in certain places, mm -hmm. like glowing with an amber hue, almost like, um, I don't know how we call it. Radioactive? But not radioactive. Um, it, it, it was it was it was this popular thing in burger joints for a while. Those like old tubes, the like orange or amber colored tubes that like lighting. neon. Not not as bright as neon. It's like a uh, anyway, lighting. That's, wow. that's, that's, wow. that's nice. But how's the so mist? How's is, the mist in VR? This is the thing. Like there isn't a lot. There's, <laughs> There's not a lot of, a mist. lot of fog. 
in the levels that I've played. I've played two or three so far. Like you, I know from the trailer you get into like a forest level. I think you go into the future at some stage. I don't know what's, the what's to come. But, nice. but um, it doesn't have anything to do with mist, right? It, that, that's just <laughs> that's just a joke that we're doing, right? Because isn't the know. island has that doesn't it have like a particular name or something? That's because it's spelled M Y S T, right? M Y S T. Oh. I I don't know where the name mist originates. I didn't. I mean, see I'm, that in I myself, I'm, I haven't played it back in the day, just because I I'm not really a puzzler. I think I don't think I have the patience for this. I think there are three puzzle games that I ever played and really enjoyed. That was The Longest Journey, uh, mm, Gray Matter. Nice. And uh, Escape from Monkey Island. Escape oh, from Monkey great. Island, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, baby. I think those are the, one, the only uh, ones that I enjoy. And those are really low-skill uh, puzzle low games. Skill. Like, <laughs> you don't need to think that hard in order to solve the puzzles. Monkey I'm Island. I'm so glad exactly you said Monkey want. Island. I want Monkey Island in VR. They did a, a pretty awful 3D version on Steam some years ago. It was not up to par should, with the previous games. They should make games. more iToy games. So, yeah, but... Going back that's to, it in a that's it in a nutshell. I'd say, Mike. I mean, how so how you far didn't get a chance this week to play it at no, all? No, no. With everything happening, Medal of Honor and Jurassic World, I haven't played it at all. But I am looking <laughs> forward to it. I have it installed on the Quest, ready to go. So I'm looking forward to checking that over the next uh, couple of weeks. How far do you think you're into it so so far? <laughs> I don't know. The thing is, I played Abduction, man, and I thought I was like, I gotta be done with Abduction. And it's the kind of game where you have to look up, you know, guides to even get past certain bits. Mm -hmm. And I was like, shit, I have like at least 25 hours left. So I have no idea. Wow. I'd imagine like if I was guessing, I'd say I'm a quarter into the game and I've played it, what, two hours? Yeah. So and you I think, think it's probably got six to eight hours in it. And this is a guess. This is a guess. And you think it's more challenging than uh, like the room VR in terms of puzzle design? The... I would say it's a little bit more antiquated in terms of its puzzle design than the room. The room feels like a design for VR experience. This feels like this this feels like an an indie project that I would like. I'll just call it that. So it's okay. not like bare bones of like oh mm -hmm. they just slapped VR on top of an old game. It does feel like a you it's worth the money uh to 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 to, to play for it. But like uh, like Mike alluded to at the start and our little shadow, shadow point race, which he won by at least a few months. I'm hoping that won't turn into a few, few years. Months. Uh, there was a there was a puzzle called the Pendulum in Shadow Point, uh, which is an amazing game. Um, and and I'm still stuck on that one puzzle. I've beaten everything else and I can't beat the game. So maybe over the holidays I'll have to try and chew that one on again because I have taken it on four times and it's beaten me every time. It's so just apparently, like, um, apparently the name Mist, uh, according yep. to Onikaze in the chat, comes from the Jules Verne novel The Mysterious Island. Ah. Mysterious Mist. Island. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And that's why it's M-Y-S-T as opposed to yes. M-I-S-T. I guess hmm. so. Good to know. But yeah, I think yeah. if you're a puzzler, you'll like it. Go for it. If you're not, if you're a Quest 1 owner, be careful. Because on Quest 2, the performance, and this is my main bugbear with the game, is in certain places it chugs. Um, and I don't see that a lot on the Oculus Home Store apps oh. that chug. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm a little bit surprised that it was permitted to launch in that state. Because normally mm -hmm. Oculus QA are pretty, pretty severe, just yeah. like PlayStation. So mm -hmm. it is what it is. It didn't really detract from the game, but just be aware like like VR chat or rec room when those first launched and they had rooms where you it would literally like you know hammer yeah. you'd hammer through it it would chug a fair bit. It was rare for a Expect single player that. to have to for that to happen. Usually, as Very you said, rare. it's multiplayer that uh, 
So you think yeah. Mist has enough leverage for people who are not familiar with Mist or let's say like all like puzzle games in general that they would mm. be buying this? I, I I think there's probably not enough puzzlers for people to chew through. If you bought a quest and you've gone through yeah. there you know, aren't Gadgeteer that many in, in and the, the Room and Red Matter and, and I Expect You to Die and all yeah. that kind of stuff, yeah. you'd happily settle and play yeah, this one over many. a weekend. No, you're right. It's been a yeah, while ago, I, like a new one came out and also hardcore where you really get to only do puzzling. That's yeah. rare. And, and the other thing is like for people of my generation and I'm 35, like... I used to ogle on this box on the shelf. It was like the mysterious game that I always mm. wanted. I remember looking at the Riven box and being like, ah, oh, damn, look at those graphics. So if you're from that era and you didn't get a chance to play it, uh, yeah. play this. I think if you already played Myst, I, I do wonder if if this is... So if anyone in chat has played the original Myst and the VR one, I'd love to hear your feedback in chat to say, yeah, you know, do it again. There's enough variation. Mm -hmm. Because if it's just the same puzzles again and you can just breeze through it, then you might walk away disappointed. But Cyan are definitely a studio to keep an eye on. Yeah. I'm still got my eye on Firmament. Hopefully that will land for us next year. Ugh, Firmament, um, oh my god, but yeah. <laughs> if you're going into this, I'm telling you, be warned. You gotta be a puzzler because yeah, these it's are for years. hard. I, I know I'm not because I, every time I play a game like that and I can't solve the puzzle in the next five minutes, I'm like convinced that the game is bugged. That's it's it's not me. It's the it's definitely the game because this should work. <laughs> it this comes is. from the scientist as well. <laughs> exactly. I, um, I don't have Rowdy, for that Rowdy is like, Rowdy's like Jimmy Neutron. There's like an acorn in his head. <laughs> <laughs> but like I've got I've got two points that I want to make about Mist. Uh, so the first thing I heard is that it's 10 gigabytes, which is huge for a quest game. Uh, I think uh, it's only topped by what The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which is 12 gigabytes. Yeah, for the moment. Um, so quite a big game. For the moment. Uh, I also heard, and I don't know if this is true or not, but there's an update coming where you can make notes, uh, yes. which will make yes. the game easier and less of a slog. It's so the note making is if you if you have to if you have if if you if you don't have the mental acuity of a puzzler, or you've got you like a memory have... like a fish, like I have. Yeah, no, like, if you've got a memory like a fish, like, I didn't find it so far. So as I said, I'm two two hours in, I could see why they're saying you might want to write stuff down. Right. But I didn't need to. Dude, if they say um, that, that, that's enough. That's like, that's that's a sign, man, like, it's, that's, where yeah. I'm, where, that's where I can't play this game. If they say yeah, you need a paper. that's where I sign off. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't remember, like, three things at the same time. So I'm, yeah, I'm out, think I'm, out, I'm noping out here. <laughs> You do it in my spare time. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's like, but like those kinds of games, it's weird. It's like this challenge bar has ascended from the heavens or descended from the heavens. And it's beckoning <laughs> to me like a siren on the rocks. It's like, come on, Zim, you know, you want to try and, and complete this. I never beat abduction for the same reason. It's just too difficult. And the thing is, there's a there's a piece of the gamer in me that takes a kick to the balls every time I got to go look up a guide website. Right. And, and that's the same thing here, I'm sure. So, so I, I want to know where you get stuck, Mike, when you play it. Yeah. Because fucking hell, there's a part that I got stuck well, on, Mike, and if chat didn't help me out, there's no way Mike, I was going to... Mike gets stuck there in the starting screen where he has to do the settings. No, Wait a minute, Mike I, I completed Shadowpoint and I yeah, completed exactly. the room VR. Ma oh, okay, next, okay. next podcast, Mike is going to come on. Oh yeah, I finished it in two Smashed hours. It. 
Jeffrey Jeffrey Goodman in the chat says, uh, <laughs> "I suggest keeping a pad nearby. There are a few places where the notes really help." And he's finished it. So, oh, um, oh, if Jeffrey finished it, I can't. Well, but that's cheating. I'm playing <laughs> yeah, with no, a pad. No, don't worry. On, like, Jeff knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know tall guys are just smarter, so that's not fair. Well, yeah, yeah well, I'm tiny. Oh, okay, well. Well, that is missed. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that over the next couple of weeks, and obviously we'll update you with uh, my thoughts on that. Yeah. But uh, very promising so far. And uh, it sounds like a, you know, it's a classic adventure game, you know, classic. adventure puzzle. So if if you're sort of of that era, then you'll get some nostalgia out of it as well, which is also very nice. Um, so now let's talk about Jurassic World Aftermath. Um, I think three of us have played it this week. Zim hasn't. Am I right? I can say I played it for two minutes, but not more than two that. Two minutes. <laughs> okay. I don't count. So we'll, okay, we'll first, look... let's first do the two-minute review from Zoom. How was it? How were the first two minutes? Oh, man. There was an object that I could pick up. There was a radio going with some beautiful sounds, and then something happened to the plane, and that's when I noped out. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Wow. We'll, we'll try and avoid uh, spoilers. So, you know, if you want to go and enjoy the game, then, you, you know, you're welcome to. But we will be talking about game length. Um, so if that's a spoiler for you, bear that in mind. Um, but let's just get into the basics because um, it released obviously this week as an Oculus Quest exclusive, so it's not available on Rift, which is a bit unusual. We've seen this in the past with some games, like Lies Beneath, for example. Uh, yeah, was, was that was that exclusive to Quest as well? I think it didn't, didn't come to Rift. Am I right on the, with that one? Um, but there's been some examples anyway, but this is going to be purely on Quest. There's no plans to release it on Rift, which is a bit yeah, but strange. Yeah, you hear less and less people complain. Because there are less and less people. I, well, uh, the, the hardcore Rift community, I see them complain because they want more content to play. Uh, yeah. And it is a, it is an interesting looking game, you know, definitely yeah. the art style. Yeah. Um, but the the price wise, it's uh, $24.99 in US dollars, $18.99 in British pounds. Um, you know, we've been craving as a podcast, you know, a, a dinosaur game for such a long time. So we finally oh, got one, which is great. Yeah. What was and the other one again, Rowdy? The, the one where you were educated, like getting an educational lesson on dinosaurs. You, I was think it, you, you mean just the, the general Jurassic World experience? No, it was like like a dinosaur one? game that that came out this year where you you got like educational stuff. You could fly with dinosaurs and you could be a dinosaur and I don't know. It was like pretty immersive. Anyone who remembers this? Okay, yeah. this, this is an what educational got. dinosaur experience. Yeah, what was yeah. that? I don't know. It was like a super indie thing. We were just laughing about it. Nothing serious. You, but, you uh, don't mean? Oh, no, you you said it came out this year. You don't mean that that one that came out entirely at the beginning with the time machine underwater, right? Uh, time that machine. Was the yeah. Yeah. One. Great story, Nathy. Thanks for that. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. sorry. I, ruined, I ruined the whole uh, start of this. Uh... Thank you. Okay. Well. Uh, but we finally got a dinosaur game. We were all looking forward to a dinosaur game in VR, and we finally got one. And it's Jurassic Park, or well, Jurassic World at least. Um, developed yeah. by UK studio Coatsync um, and funded by Oculus. They're a great studio, um, so it's great to see them behind it. Um, some things, let's talk about the art style, because I think that's one standout thing about this game. I think, you know, from a visual standpoint, I think they did a great job with it. It's kind of yeah. got this kind of cel-shaded, cartoony, borderland style aesthetic to it, which I think works really well yeah. in VR. Some people weren't a big fan of it. They'd prefer a sort of more realistic vibe, but I think, bearing in mind this is exclusive to Quest, I think it's a great art style and they sort of Smart. use it to their advantage, you know, for yeah. performance reasons as well. Yeah. Um, so I think but it, it's it, uh, something what I heard is that people said, like, because of this art style, this game is less uh, scary. Uh, I, I, I totally disagree. Yeah. Um, but it, it's very detailed. Um, in, in, like you would say with an art style like that, everything is simplistic. It's not. 
it's very detailed. The game is very detailed. Like every environment is very rich. And I'm I'm uh, sitting a little bit on the opposite end of that. I think it's going to be again one of those episodes. I guess. Um, sure, go for it. I, I think I think the art style is cool. You know, like um, it, it feels like I'm playing in a comic book. Uh, it reminds me very much of that. 13 uh, style, if you, if you remember that comic book or that video game when it came out. Um, but I, there was a part of me while playing the game that was like, oh, I kind of wish that this was, you know, more realistic or like looked better because mm. I indeed found the dinosaurs not that convincing uh, w with the art style that they were using. Uh, I don't know if that was because it was cell shaded or just the way that they were, you know, constructed. So I, I didn't find like the level of detail that I kind of wanted uh, in the dinosaurs. Mm. Um, but like I said, I've played for roughly, I'd say a maximum of two hours that I've played it. Uh, so I haven't, I haven't gone through the, the entire thing yet. Um, but yeah, that, that was my, my first impression with the visual art style. Also, I, when I heard the Jurassic Park or Jurassic World experience, I was expecting a bit more uh, a luscious environment, you know, greens and parks and, uh, you know, in, like a Jurassic World. Mm -hmm. um, but but it's all set in, in, in you know, this, this, this center, right? Facility, uh, I don't know yeah. if, you, if you played the entire game in that facility. I haven't, like I said, I haven't played this game, but I, I did feel the environment a little bit lacking. Like I was just rushing through the hallways and I didn't really stop on a lot of places to expect it because it didn't really pull me in in a certain way um again that might be the art style or that might be just the way that they they constructed it uh, i liked the beginning intro the stuff that that zim played i liked that a lot i was like oh man this is gonna be so good but then it, it kind of turned a bit dark for me like it was just dark not a lot of color very bland uh, no, i agree it's it's a very dark game like it starts a very colorful but that mm -hmm. doesn't seem to come back that much later on uh, yeah and, and i and i kind of regretted that because i i was kind of like i've said it like already so many times on this endless podcast what i really want is do like something like the monorail like they have in jurassic world or jurassic mm -hmm. park where you sit in a car you drive through the forest and you, know, you see these huge dinosaurs that's the kind of experience that i'm still looking for in a, in a in a dinosaur game and i didn't get that with this while i did feel like there was the potential to do that especially because it kind of hinted towards that with that intro where you had the plane you know you were flying towards the island and i was like oh you know i'm gonna get like a little bit of a tour of this island before mm -hmm. you know stuff is gonna go down but that's not really what happens no, it's, and it's, it's like uh, as someone who's a who's a big fan of the movies uh, it, it's not like they they give you everything that you desire in that sense and if yeah if you refer to uh what was it again arc survival what was the name arc like park, survival right? of Arc park, park. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um but again th th that that's a total different story but yeah visually that's of course what you want to go for i think no, they could I have think, pulled off visually... a realistic uh, thing though because if you look at for example star wars tales from mm -hmm. the galaxy's edge it is possible to make something look realistic mm -hmm. so they could have well, done that well what uh, i what i still use as the example for like uh, a beautiful looking dinosaur game is uh, robinson the journey uh, i think yeah. that game on a on but a playstation is is absolutely this is on gorgeous yeah, also, we've got to remember that. I get you that. Know. I get that. But it's not impossible. It's not impossible to make. But then the game would be smaller, and it would be less maybe gameplay to kind but of. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna criticize. The... I'm not gonna criticize the art style because it's it's the design choice, and I do like that cell shaded thing. It is just something that like I I kind of wish that the dinosaurs were a bit more. I don't know, impressive. Maybe that's the word that I'm looking for. Yeah. I didn't find them as because impressive of, because as of I the art style. Yeah. Because of the art exactly. style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well. 
Yeah, because of the art yeah, style, no, but also course, because, because of the way that they were designed. I, I do think that in cell shaded stuff, you can make amazing things. And I kind of felt that the dinosaurs could have been even cooler. Uh, they become more cute with with a cartoony art style. Well, you mm -hmm. want dinosaurs to be scary and dangerous, and that's that's only like, possible when something is realistic. But like you said, it doesn't stop the game from being scary because no, it is. it's not. No, no, it's not. No, um, it's not. So like art style aside, you know, it's got this kind of Borderlands style cartoony vibe mm -hmm. about it. Personally, I really like it, but it seems like we've got a bit of a mixed opinion about that. Um, let's talk about sound design because I think sound design is 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 very important as well because you know you you speak to uh, sort of like someone that helps you via radio throughout the campaign. And, you know, I think the this, the voice acting is very good. Um, there's also, yeah. like, you get the sound from the dinosaurs themselves, which is positional audio. So, you know, for example, if you're hiding under a table from a velociraptor, you can actually hear roughly where he's coming from and, and mm -hmm. sort of move around accordingly. Yeah, and I cool. think that, that works really well to build up the tension in the game, which is really great. Yeah. Um, but like you said about the, the environments, I think the environments do have some level of detail to them even though it's kind of like a basic art style but there isn't much interaction there is like no there are elements which you have to interact with as part of the the, the sort of progression to get through certain sections like That's through a door for rare. example or yeah. a computer terminal but yeah. like you can't interact with items um scattered no. around and i think it's a bit of a shame because like this is in the jurassic world universe so like there's parts of the park that have got items scattered around without giving yeah. too much away that you'd probably want to like explore and look around and sort of pick up and inspect but yeah. you can't do that so it kind it's, of like uh, everything is very static right yeah uh, it's all like like a classic classic vr indie game where everything is glued onto the ground and it yeah. just you can't i think we've just been spoiled with like half-life alex and we kind of are expecting that kind of you know, detail in every single game. It's a minor uh, gripe, I would say. It doesn't break the game in any way. It just, you know, it mm -hmm. just, like, exploration is one of those things in VR that, you know, you tend to do more of because everything's so immersive. So you tend to, like, look in every corner, every nook and cranny, pick everything up, inspect everything. And because you know from the get-go that you can't do that, it means that you don't tend to explore as thoroughly as you possibly would in, like, a game that did have that, for mm -hmm. example. That's, mm -hmm. you know, that would pad the game out a little bit more for those wanting to, like, you know, explore. Plus, with interactivity that in that way, you can also make it a part of the gameplay and you can use your environment in your favor. And that's yeah. something that they missed out on that yeah. could have been interesting. Let's say you crawl through this one room and there is, I don't know, like um, a detection port that usually scans if you have like things in your pockets, like knives and stuff. And it suddenly starts beeping and you're like, oh, I activated it. Like there's nothing really in the environment that constantly you know, get triggered or, or you can use uh, in, in that yeah. sense. Or you could like throw like a, a mug from a table to distract exactly. uh, That's a, what you I know, was a raptor expecting. or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but also so random things, you know what I mean? Like you, you uh, crawl somewhere and something falls off the table. You're like, oh, I made a lot of noise. Now I need to yeah. run for my life. That's those kind of things are not present in this game. Yeah. But again, you know, like they've, they've streamlined the gameplay They've yeah, designed very... it a certain way. So I get it. It's just like a minor, like, oh, that would have been nice, but it's not a game-breaking mm, thing. No. No, um, in terms of the way the game plays itself, like, if you've ever played Alien Isolation, it's very, yeah. very similar. Very similar. And it's almost like I can just see the Coat Sync uh, pitch meeting. They're all sitting yeah, around a table, and they're like, right, let's make Alien Isolation yeah. in, in VR exactly. with a Jurassic World skin with this kind of Borderlands art style. And they were like the kind they of did. four pillars of the, the game design. They and, must have done that for sure. They and must certainly, have done that. if I was from Oculus and I'd been given that pitch, I'd have greenlighted it straight away as well, because it mm -hmm. does make for a really fun uh, game. You know, like, 
basically most of the game you're hunted by raptors um and you have to hide from them you you can't kill them you don't have any weapons so you you, no. you know you, you have to hide in lockers or you have to hide under tables although with alien the biggest difference is that you had xenomorph one xenomorph i think not xenomorphs yeah uh, and you could also have you also had fight sequences where you were fighting droids where in this game it's velociraptors almost all the time yeah yeah, it is. And and that's the thing. You don't have any weapons, so you can't fight back. And, no. you know, I, I saw some people say that that's a shame. Personally, I think it's the game is better for not having any weapons because it builds up the tension more. There's always a constant feeling of vulnerability because it's just you and well, the dinosaur. A mix a could have been design. nice. A mix could it's have been game. nice where sometimes yeah, you do but, have but a gun and sometimes you don't. Why like, and I'm, I'm in the same boat as, as Nathan that a mix would be nice, but I do completely understand the, the decision for not doing that uh, yeah. in terms yeah. of story-wise and in terms of uh, yeah. game design-wise. Mm. Yeah, uh, the only thing I, I, I really wanted, um, which they did really well in Alien Isolation, and if you've played Alien Isolation in VR, you'll definitely know this, is that they, they had some amazing death animations in that game. So oh, like, if you're yeah. playing it in VR and then all of a sudden the Xenomorph crawls up behind you and then yeah. its claws mm -hmm. come over your eyes, yeah. like yeah. that is super terrifying. Or you look at your uh, like belly and you see his like, tail sticking Tails. through your... Yeah. Uh, and then pulling it out. <laughs> That then what so you're bringing epic. up now is something that I find hugely disappointing in this game. Uh, yeah. The death animation is completely not present. Uh, there's nothing there. Uh, yeah. If you look at the trailer even, it doesn't look the same. Uh, the way that, that you die in the trailer is that you die in the game. No, it's not was... entirely the same, which I find a little bit weird because I, I was definitely expecting... Because it was the first thing that I tried. What happens if I die? You know, The first yeah. time that I saw a dinosaur, I literally like ran up to him and tried grabbing his tail to see if I could interact with that, but that also didn't work. <laughs> grabbed uh, his tail. Yeah, <laughs> I grabbed his right tail, back. but um, yeah. it didn't work. Um, and then no, he I, turned um, around and just jumped. <laughs> so, so, yeah, no, I agree with that. But uh, the thing is, like, I played a lot of strange indie games in the past where I got eaten by all kinds of dinosaurs. It's very terrifying and it works very well. You know, the shocking effect is great, but I, I, I think it's a bit too much. Um, and I yeah. and I th also think the the reason why they didn't do it in this game and also the reason why everything is kind of simplistic and arcadey in that sense in terms of gameplay and visuals and everything is because this game is on the back of the box of the Oculus Quest 2. This mm -hmm. uh, is mm -hmm. a launch title for the Oculus Quest 2. This game is targeted towards newcomers. And this is an introduction to adventure. This is an introduction to survival and also, uh, you know, horror a little bit lightly. Yeah, so it's, it's more so, yeah. for that audience and not for uh, us who have been, you know, uh, mm -hmm. using the quest for like a year or two now. This is definitely more for the, you know, the starters because the gameplay yeah. is very straightforward. As we said, like we want have guns in there and we want all kinds of stuff in there, but that would, you know, overcomplicate things. Mm. And this game is just very simple. Uh, you understand how it works uh, from the go, yeah. you know. But uh, what I really liked as well was that they, the way that they used like kind of, I wouldn't say loading screens because it wasn't really a loading screen, but uh, when they load in a new environment, they kind of put you in an elevator, you press a button, yeah. and then you go uh, to a, another kind of level or another kind of floor. The only thing I wish was that it wouldn't black out at that moment. Oh. You would just be like in the elevator and it would like, you know, buzz or whatever. You, since it kind of drew yeah. me out every time when I right. went to a different level, yeah. I pressed the button and I was expecting the elevators yeah, yeah, yeah. to close and go Yeah, but that's the, the problem would and loading be with in the that background. is there are also doors where doors. it's like on the same level and then yeah. you also have to find something for that. But I thought that the loading times were really, really fast. Good. Like yeah. really yeah. fast, man. Really. 
uh, I wasn't really waiting at all. Um, yeah. So we should say, like, um, content-wise, because I finished it, um, it's about three hours long. Oh, three hours. Wow. I played for two. I thought I was very close to the end already. but uh... Yeah. But we should also mention that this is only half the game. Um, yes. And this is the thing, like, I what think... What is the price? Uh, so uh, the price 25. was $24.99 in US dollars, $18.99 in British pounds. Um, and the the second half of the game is coming in the form of paid DLC next year. So... And this is my major gripe. Like, I really so, like... Uh, three, so three hours is... Uh, did you go through it really fast? Because some people that I heard found it pretty hard to finish. So they died a lot and they constantly got... Uh, I don't think you can really get stuck on the puzzles or it's well, very linear in that it, sense. Um, yeah, and you've also got like this like uh, glove navigation thing that's always yeah. pointing you yeah, in yeah, the right so direction where you need to where go. Yeah, so it's yeah, not yeah. like you get lost or anything. Some Sometimes it can get a bit frustrating because... Sometimes you rush and you you really need to play. Yeah, it but safe the game is not, the game is not difficult. That's what I'm I trying say to say. So, and no. that that kind of like and that that's that's one thing that I want to say before we get into you know that it's in parts is that I found overall that they make uh, they make it very easy for you to succeed in this game. One mistake they make is that when you die, uh, the game doesn't reset you. Uh, uh, in a way where you're like, I need to be more careful. So let's say you finish two puzzles, you die. You finish the two puzzles, you don't have to do them again. And that makes you a little bit lazier. Like, oh, I can just rush to the puzzle, fix it. And if I die, oh, doesn't matter because and that loses kind of like you lose the... But like you say, the, like they, they've they've designed this or made this game for... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. A um, more newer audience. Kids yeah, even yeah, younger yeah. than yeah. Um, And, <laughs> yeah, younger than me. Um, and they overdose every environment with, with too many spots to hide in. So it, it's also very simple in, in mm. the sense of... But again, yeah, I'm not the target audience, so I'm complaining about something but, that I shouldn't maybe complain about. But uh, yeah, but I, I certainly enjoyed this more than probably most of the recent Quest releases. Like, I enjoyed it more than Star Wars. And for me, like, I think it really did end up being a really enjoyable experience. And like yeah. I say, like, the only gripe I have is that the game is split up into two halves. So yeah. you have, like, the first half, which you get now. The other half is coming in 2021 as paid yeah. DLC, so you're going to have to pay. But do to, we know how much that paid to, DLC will be? We don't be? know how much that's going to be. Because if it's the same price, $50. It's not uh, going to be the same price. I know that, but we don't know what the price is going to be. It's going to be paid so, anyway. So um, it's good to point out why this is happening. Uh, yeah. I think this this it's clear that this is a new business model they want to go for. We have seen this with uh, Star Wars, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge as well. They, they want to just... Yeah, they want to make more money by splitting things in different parts. I don't know and that it's... way they can also measure if popularity is going well, because that you could introduce even more parts later on, so you can I add don't... more to the game. I don't know if it's because of that. I think, I think we've seen with traditional game releases as well this year that developers are under like immense pressure right now. They're having to work under new conditions. Many of them are split up working remotely now, um, yeah. you know, it's very it's much harder in 2020 to make a game than it was maybe a year ago when they were all in the same studio together and i i do understand and appreciate those new conditions and that it's more challenging now but i, I don't think that's the case i think it's just the case of like the game was going to get delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed they they advertised this game around what like the facebook connect and it was going to be mm -hmm. a big title um and they just have to break it up so this would have probably been like, uh, you know, uh, what, like a $30, $35 game if it releases a whole, but they have to split it in two just to get it out there. Um, uh, I, like, of course, that, that, that also plays in the background. 
But um, if you look at the way the game has been designed, and the same for uh, Galaxy's Edge, you can see that money can be made there by adding more content. And splitting it in parts, you make your new user base getting used to this new model of, oh, you buy this in pieces. But I think uh, it's a dangerous move because I think a oh, lot of people a are really move. annoyed about it. Like, certainly from my perspective, I think the biggest disappointment for me is that they don't clearly state this in any of their marketing. No, that's, that's um, yeah. It isn't in the yeah. game's description when you buy it in the no. store that you're only getting no. half the game up front. And I think that is my biggest frustration is the lack of transparency around the fact that this is half the content. And that's why I'm saying, like, if they, like, they could have been more transparent, but this is a way to kind of go yeah, around uh i think the problem is that once you once people are burnt by this business model too many times they're like do you know what screw this i'm not buying an oculus funded title anymore mm. you know if this is what yeah. they do with all their games like they did with star wars they did with this then like if it's got like a funded by oculus brand on it or you know made in collaboration with oculus studios i'm not bu i'm not gonna fall for yeah, that trick if, again yeah but but the, like the growing rate of how many new quest users are coming in every week i don't think that's a real concern to them yeah, well, maybe not, but I think I think I you know, know certainly they should state clearly in the game's it's description. It's just annoying. That this is half I, I, it's, the game. Yeah, true, and it's annoying. It's same with like Vader Immortal, where we had all these pirates. It's like just give us but, the full thing. But the thing and with Vader is it. that they said like it was episode one, so you knew that there was more episodes, subsequent episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. to come. They don't say this is Jurassic the, World the, episode the, one. That's yeah, and that's that's a problem. problem. But also yeah. the 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 difference in quality and playtime because it could be that part two is the exact same price, but it's just not as good as the first part, or it's actually better than the first part. Mm. Could also be. Um, but it's like, how do you balance that? How do you keep the playtime and the content balanced with part one, part two, whatever is coming? Yeah, um, yeah. It kind of kills the. It kind of kills the immersion too because you play at a certain point you want to finish it in one run you want to buy the game yeah. finish it and not be like oh and now i need to wait to 2021 do i still care about this game in yeah. 2021 and i think that's you know my what point I mean? like obviously we're fortunate you know we get the game early and we get to play it for free as well which we're super grateful for it's always nice but, yeah but having but if i was a paying customer or if i was advising a friend of mine i would say just wait for the whole thing to be finished yeah, because like, you don't know yeah. how if the rest is going to be any good or not yeah. like you you can't base like you can't do a review right now based on this one part and not know what's what's still coming yeah. is there still something decent coming no yeah. one freaking knows I, i'm sure i'm sure the second half will be good you know i really enjoyed the first half and i i do want more it just sucks that i have to wait and that they didn't release it and just wait it and oh. release it as a full package as a full game i think i think the the reviews and the perception as well from the vr community would have been better if they just waited and released it as a full package in like yeah. easter yeah. or whatever you know like no, there's been so many game releases as well just recently that they could have pushed this one yeah, out and a again bit further. and again and this is a classic mistake that oculus makes all the time they have a lot of awesome titles lined up and they're waiting for them to but then they just throw them out you know medal of honor mm. here here medal of honor go uh, play and then and then it's like jurassic world after oh here play 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 oh surprise launch and now half the people don't even know this game came out zero marketing once again mm. again with this one as you said maybe maybe they weren't completely ready yet but it's like you throw away money all the time with this and also leverage because this yeah. this is a title that's on the back of your freaking box. Yeah. And it's Jurassic World Aftermath. You know how much a license costs to make a game like this? Use it in your favor. Use it as marketing. Hire me, okay? Just hire me. I'll make it happen for you next year. No, but he's, seriously, he's you, get, you get the point. So you can hire yeah, him. Yeah, but, like, uh, but that's the thing. Like, I think overall it just is a shame. Because I think, you know, like I said, the game is good. I did really enjoy it. But, but do you do you experience so, so, 
So do you want them to also make more games for different audiences where it's like we have the new because this is this is clearly a game for the newcomers. It's still enjoyable as someone who has been playing games for two years now on Quest. Mm-hmm. But I also want to see some more, you know, where it's like, okay, like Mist, for example, is clearly not for necessarily the newcomer. It's made for a more, you know, specific type. Like the games player. are fun, but they're feeling like party titles to I think, me. You know? I think the problem is that we've been in VR for such a long time and then like when you get a game like Half-Life Alex come out or or something similar like The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, your bar of expectations rises. And then when other games, like in my opinion, Medal of Honor, doesn't hit that bar, that you're you're instantly disappointed. And I think that's the problem. Like we've got to remember mm. that, that VR is still very new. Um, it's an emerging industry. Everyone's still finding their feet in this space. Although we've been in it for a long time, the majority of the public haven't. Uh, so it's, it's just our it's expectations. Again, but if you like, think that Medal of Honor doesn't new. hit that bar, do you think that Jurassic World does hit that bar? Because it's no, also a different platform. Of I'm just, but, but we're talking about expectations like interactivity and level design and, and all those kind of things. And this is the thing. We've been spoiled in some experiences that we've had that. And when an experience doesn't have it, then it feels like something's been taken away or something's missing from yeah, well, the experience. Because I definitely think whereas, that this game does not have that. Whereas in, most in terms people, of I don't think game design. I think it's because we're seeing this from a unique perspective. Well, it's like like if you just compare our uh, opinion every time with every game that came out uh, on yeah. Quest, anything, like the reviews usually are more positive anyways. Uh, right yeah. now, with this game on... Like Quest audience loves this. Everything that comes out, they love it. Everything is amazing all the time. Yeah. Almost all of the time. It's rare that it doesn't that they don't like what they're playing. Um, so yeah, of course. Um, just what I'm just trying to say is that you have games for different audiences, and this the, is the one way, that has been designed for. The way I for, try to evaluate a game uh, is just like if it can draw me back in, and if I feel entertained, if I'm doing it. And does this game do that to a certain extent? Yes, um, but I wasn't for the few hours that I played. I wasn't like really like waiting for more. You know, so I think it's a decent title. I think it's, you know, a fun little break. But I don't, I wouldn't say that this is a full recommendation from my end, just in general. I think, I think it's only downside is that it's coming in parts. And that's, that's, that's just a, a, a game breaker in a way for some people. Uh, yep. Yeah. That's certainly my uh, stance on it. You know, I yeah. think the game's good. Yeah, I, I good enjoyed game. it. I had a lot of fun screaming, Fine. hiding from Velociraptors, yeah. wanting to chew my Scary face stuff. off. I just yeah, wish. I, I don't know if package. you've spoken of about this, but it's it's definitely a terrifying game. You know, like yeah. uh, it might look like a Roblox uh, Velociraptor, but uh, it's it's scary AF, man. The the sounds <laughs> in this game are freaking insane. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. need to pipe in just for a second. First off, you're all flatly wrong. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, flatly Chad has wrong. For some reason, gone into conspiracy theory. Okay. Chad, in case you're wondering, I'm a spoiler sensitive fellow. And I have dialed down the audio, so I haven't heard a goddamn thing these guys have said. I did a little bit of lip reading by accident, uh, but no, I don't have anything to say on the game yet. I haven't played it, so I'm just trying to save it for myself. I'm yep. glad you guys find it terrifying and fun, though. I yeah. d- definitely picked yeah. up those two bits. Yeah. So that's pretty much our summary on Jurassic World. Fun, but half the content so available right is now. Is this the last game that came out for this year, or is there still something coming? Uh, as far as I know, for Quest, this is the last one that's coming. This was the major one. So yeah. the Climb 2 is not suddenly launching next week out of nowhere as well, because they launch out of nowhere. <laughs> not and, like and, and I can tell you, like we, like you would think that we also know what's coming out for. No, we don't know anything. It's like coming out of nowhere, and we also kind of need to adapt, <laughs> just breathe, like you guys. Maybe. Breathe. Yeah. I was gonna say one, one one comment. I know you, I think you guys were talking about the episodic thing. It feels wrong 
that consumers don't know on the face of it that there's that's what Mike said. That, yeah, yeah, uh, that there's not a more apparent uh, flag disclaimer. For that. For yeah, that type. Uh, there needs to be an overt disclaimer if a game is going to be cut in half. Yeah. And I think it's the same problem that we've had with microtransactions um, feeding off of, of developers' time when they could have been making an expansion for the game or doing something more material for the existing mm. base. I, I think it's a very different thing. We, we, we started off in PC, take it back to the original Half-Life, for example. Main game drops was popular. They decided to make a, not a sequel, but an expansion pack. Um, and then they made another expansion pack. Mm. And those expansion packs were developed after the initial game had been fully developed, launched, you know, and they didn't have this problem of, oh, here's all the content, we'll cut it in half and feed it to them. And I feel like that feels, to some extent, as underhanded. And that's the problem I it have with that, with that strategy. It is underhanded. Um, because they, and, and, yeah. it, this wouldn't fly in any other gaming medium like other than VR, Think about it, seems it this like way, right? We, we, we're you're going to you're going to a sandwich counter, yeah, and and you're like, I'll have I'll have the rye on toast, and it comes to you on the plate, it's half a sandwich. I'm like, oh, it's fifty p for another half. It's like I thought I was getting a full sandwich. Yeah, it's, yeah. Why, why are you giving me fucking half a sandwich? Yeah. I ordered a sandwich. Yeah, you know, you got to tell me if you're going to give me give me half. So uh, it, it, that's it just, the point. It, it will just take a few more of these these tricks, and then people are like, listen. Not doing it anymore. Yeah. So it might, it might work. It might, it might still work with this one. Be like, ah, yeah, no, it was fun gameplay. So I'll that's, just. Keep that's it. what I mean. You just get um, burnt too many times, and you're just like, I'm not doing this. But anymore. it also I kills the that. kills the whole vibe of a game. It just mm. kills it. Like you, it does. But also, like we should we should also point out because this is an Oculus funded title, this might be out of the control of CoatSync, and they might have just been told you need to release this now, and they didn't have much yeah. say in the matter. But, so and there, there I want to give the devs a, I think credit. This is a really important part that uh, developers and their publishers should always consider: how you release a game has an enormous effect on how it's taken, mm -hmm. like the the perception of the game, irrespective of the content. Now, I want to say one thing on, on behalf of, I think it was D1360 in chat had mentioned, wouldn't it be great if we got Turok in VR? Yeah. And all I can say is Turok is fucking you know, badass game, right? Yeah. If you don't know it, it's quite old now. Awesome game. Um, and the thing, like Turok Two Seeds of Evil had this evil gun, the worst, most gruesome weapon I've ever seen in a game. I'd love to see it in VR. It was called the Cerebral Boar. And what it would do is you'd fire it. There was a like a seeking missile. And it would go and find the head of the dinosaur, like a raptor or something. Oh. And it would penetrate and burrow through all the gray matter until it hit the brain. Or burrow through all the bone until it hit the brain. Yeah. And then it would explode. Decapitating. It's like Sniper Elite, the dinosaur edition, basically. It was great. It I also, was, it was I also remember, I don't know the name of this, this is very old, but I remember playing a game where uh, you uh, landed on this island with dinosaurs, you had to hunt them down, and you could save them in a museum later on. So this ship would like pick them up with a magnet, and it would take them to some kind of spot, and then you could uh, look at them at a museum. Yeah, and you could huh. also unlock guns with that, like a hunting game, in a way. Uh, very, uh, yeah, very interesting. 
Wasn't there uh, um, Dino Three Six Five or something that you had played a while back, and that was <laughs> Dino Three Six Five? That was the one where was you it? could like put a Vive tracker on your foot and kick a dinosaur in the face. Oh, that one! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I do think like Rowdy was talking about Robinson the Journey. I do think it's it, it is possible to bring that to Quest too. I do think. I so. want. Yeah, Ro- Robinson um, should come. Robinson should come. It, it's a good game. I don't know. if Crowdy is great in doing that, but it came game. to PC as well. I should say yeah. uh, it was a PlayStation VR exclusive. Then it came to PC. Island uh, 365, not Dino 365. Ah, yeah, yeah. Island 365. Yeah. yeah. Almost got it. So, yeah. Almost. That Almost. is uh, Jurassic World Aftermath. Um, now let's uh, jump into releases. Have we got any releases next week? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> got a few. I've yeah, got one got that I'm excited about anyway. I know that for got sure. A few. couple of things that uh, launched a couple of days ago as well, I'll mention. Okay, so, go for it. Um, cool. So, for the first one, okay, who can guess the first game I'm going to mention? No one has. Uh, Microsoft Simulator. Flight Simulator. Nope. Uh, Jurassic World Aftermath. Uh, I thought you'd get that, but it's okay. Oh. <laughs> so Jurassic World Aftermath, which only just... Sure. I know, because sometimes we have a couple days overlap. This, this, as you guys mentioned, landed as a surprise. It's on Quest, 25 bucks. I'm going to keep this very short. Yeah. 19 pounds. We've already talked this to death. Uh, it's a suspenseful survival VR game. There are raptors, and features include thrilling gameplay. All right, short enough for you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is this game? No. So, so there you go. 17th. This only just landed very... So if you're like wondering, like, where did this come from? Out of the blue, right? Out of the blue. Uh, we didn't know this was coming. Next one. Um, I think drumming experiences in VR are underrated. I really do. Um, and there's another one that's just landed. Same day as Jurassic World Aftermath. So while, while a bunch of you were playing around with your little dinosaurs, Ragnarok has dropped for PC VR. For 20 bucks, 15.49 in pounds, uh, from the studio WannaDev Studio. Um, this is a game that was originally about a year ago out in arcades that they have modified for uh, at-home use. You can get six players racing in a rowboat where you are the drummer for the rowers in the rowboat. And you're it's a race. So you're drumming in a kind of a Beat Saber type style or a... What's, what's the Guitar Hero style? Um, and you're basically leading your Viking ship to victory. Now, you have a couple of modes in this, so it's not strictly just multiplayer. Um, but one of the things I have to say is the Celtic rock and the Viking power metal that they have in this game is really unique. You haven't heard this in other games, and it really it feels brilliant. like you're a fucking Viking. It looks, it's really it looks quite amazing. cool. It, this is an awesome game concept that I had a few people in my audience tell me about this and I was like, oh yeah, we're going to play this because this is this looks really fun. Six players, as I said, I'll just reiterate that. Six it does have support for custom songs, albeit only in single player. And in single player as well, you can also race against yourself in like a ghost ship. Now, just a point. Uh, what I'm showing you is actually footage from the arcade experience from a year ago. The current experience, you can see it on, on Steam. It's available on Steam for you. But essentially, for our audio listeners, you're in a boat, you're at the head of the boat, you're drumming away, right, with uh, with four lanes of drum notes. Music is banging around in the background. It's a relatively simple game. Um, but the idea is you're racing against other people, like public lobbies of six players, for example, you can play against, and you've got this kind of badass score behind the game. So what do you guys think of that? G- game of I the think year. it looks awesome. This is game the game of the, of the year. year. No, but yeah. it's it's really. I I think it's really funny. I think this is very entertaining, and I do understand what is this is like. Uh, this came from arcades. Yeah. Yeah. I I think this is a great example of like 
where you can take an arcade and bring it home and then make it like a simple game but it's like fun you're like racing against friends or even uh, someone publicly what i didn't pick up was is there voip because i think that would be a really important part like the option to have voip in the game so i hope it has it but i don't i don't know mm. okay so there you go so if you're into viking uh music wow. races uh, it's a viking <laughs> rhythm race is what they call themselves uh, then there you go that's ragnarok just mm. dropped on pcvr now, the next one I've been keeping an eye on for quite some time, and it is now coming out in early access. Uh, this game is, to my surprise, not a multiplayer experience, but is rather a, a up-to-four-player co-op. It's called Crunch Element. Oh, so Crunch, Crunch Element, Element. Yeah, yeah. We've, been, we've been waiting for for mm. quite a while, and now they've released it on the 19th of December. This is Dream Lab XR, and what this is, if you think of the game Firewall... Uh, which was a 4v4 on PSVR. It's very much kind of a mil-sim, tactile combat, CQB, that means close quarters combat, uh, skill-based shooter, uh -huh. but with one important selling point, destructible terrain. So the compound walls are made of concrete. You can blow them up with explosives and get yourself and your co-op mates into the building. Um, the layouts of the compounds themselves are actually procedural, so they change every time you play, uh, and you get to, you know, blast through even even some of the uh, lighter grade materials on the inside. So you, there will actually be uh, bullet uh, shed interiors through wood and drywall, for example, inside. So when I was seeing this, and they've teased, oh my god, this is like the longest foreplay ever. They've been teasing this game, I feel like, for six months on Twitter, every little update that they've made. Now they're coming out in early access. This game is, as I said, $20. Um, it looks great, but man, was I was shocked that Crunch Element isn't a multiplayer experience. It's yeah. co-op. It's a bit of Rainbow I, Six. I, I uh... that, yeah, it's like Rainbow Six. But like, I would have thought for sure that its unique selling point would be two teams of four going head-to-head. You know, yeah. in a map like that, like that where, would be where it's like a little bit like Bad Company style, where everything is destroyable with Rainbow Six tactics around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be epic, dude. Like like an, a multiplayer where you you hide behind a wall and suddenly have the wall flies out. Like I haven't really played something where it's like realistic Not in to VR. That yeah, chaotic, exactly. Uh... Like Bad Company too. I mean, was is my favorite <laughs> game of all time. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's exactly what I what I saw when I saw this. Now yeah. co-op like. I won't, I won't say bad things about them. I am going to continue to say, where's the multiplayer, guys? Uh, but they're planning to kind of continually bring features to the game. So okay. new new different building layouts. Right now, I've heard it's a little bit content-free, right? So if you're getting into it, be aware that it's quite in a... It's, it's probably unfair to call it a tech demo. But if you consider Boneworks to be a tech demo, uh, <laughs> well, it's, 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 yeah. it's, 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 you know, the technology behind it the actual cool stuff that you can do, the the kind of play gameplay that you're going to get out of it for yourself, uh, be aware of that when you're paying the price tag, you know. And then I think okay. it's one of those that you you'd play it now, and then you'd probably wait, uh, you know, for a couple of months, wait for something more material to come in the game. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, okay. looks interesting though. I like I like the concept, and like I'm I love co-op experiences. So well. uh, yeah. with a destructible environment, I think it looks pretty sweet. Actually, looking forward to trying this one out. Yeah, very compelling. Um, so for anyone who's got a buddy or family member, member who wants to get into some uh, combat close quarters. Now, next thing. Firstly, I'm going to give a warning. Um, so Microsoft Flight Simulator, please, if you are, if, if, if your wallet is suffering, it is the holidays, I understand. Please 
turn off your monitor, turn off your phone display, just look, keep listening. Don't watch the trailer because, my God, this game will make you want to buy it. Uh, and it's not cheap. So, <clears throat> okay. Um, I mean, that said, $60 will get you into Microsoft Flight Simulator. They bumped the date up by one date. Uh, one, so now instead of the 23rd, it's coming on the 22nd. Interesting little change. I don't know why. Um, the, the price for this game can be extortionate, like a lot of other flight sims. So between $60 and $120 uh, for the premium deluxe package, there's actually a three-tier model. So you can get the base game for $60. Uh, for a bit more, you can get the deluxe package, which adds five planes and five airports. And you can get pay for the premium deluxe at $120 or £110, and you get five planes and five more airports. Oh. So, um, so what does that mean? Like, what, what does it mean to have an extra airport? It means that the airport is fully, fully modeled. So oh. if you land at London Heathrow, yeah. it'll look like London Heathrow. And it, it's something that if you're an aviation fan, yeah. the extra planes are going to matter because they fly differently. The control schemes are different. Mm. The, the airports, obviously, is the main point of departure and arrival. Yeah, so departure. that's why that matters. So otherwise, but, you have to, like, uh, you're almost out of fuel. You're like, okay, I got to land in the sea because I don't have the airport yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, precisely that. Okay. So so the, the cool thing is this game's been out for a couple of months. Um, some of you might remember it was originally going to come out only for the G2 as an exclusive. Um, and actually now they're they're supporting a wide range of headsets. So really any headset that you've got, you um, uh, you can play with this if you're PC VR. And the VR mode is that's coming uh, has a few features I thought I would mention. So there's a 3D mouse cursor so that while you're in VR, you're able to interact with the usual in-game menus. Obviously, you've got the usual VR thing, natural head turning, make you feel really immersed as a pilot. Uh, one thing I'm going to mention as well, the footage that we're showing was captured in Windows Mixed Reality Portal. And like most content picked up there, looks a little bit choppy. I wouldn't make that uh, scare you just yet, but remember the requirements for the game are quite high. Um, the other thing I would say is that there are uh, packages of content releasing for Microsoft Flight Simulator. Some are paid, some are free. The trailer I'm running is actually one of the United States updates, which landed for free about a month ago. And there is actually a planned helicopter DLC as well coming sometime in Q1. Mm. So if you are up for playing and flying some light body, wide body planes, um, it has features such as live weather as well. Uh, if this makes you buzzing, then get forward, get, you know, get ready, get your HOTAS ready for MS Flight Simulator December 22nd. It's the update is coming for free. If you already have the game, you don't have to pay anything for it. Um, but if you haven't bought the game yet, it's going to run you between 60 bucks and 120 if you want the full Unless set. you have Game Pass, right? Then you already have it. Unless you have Game Pass. Yeah, I think it's in, involved in Game Pass, actually. Um, yeah, game is. Pass costs, what, like 90 a year? Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, if you're already on Game Pass, look for Microsoft. So what was the minimum frame rate to still enjoy this? <laughs> Four frames a second, Nate. Four? Four frames a second. Okay. It's a slideshow. It's just a very I, I, beautiful slideshow. It's postcard mode. Or yeah. should work. should work for me. I think this has the potential to be one of the best looking VR games available. You know, like with the dynamic weather and stuff like that, I think it's going to look phenomenal in VR. So I'm super excited for this. I, I, think it's, I think it's absolutely incredible. I mean, one thing I would be remiss... There's a couple of mentions here I want to give um, once, once we're finished with Microsoft Flight Sim, but... It, it's a game that, like, every time I look at it, it's just 
it just makes me want to spend a feck ton of money. And that's why I'm scared of it. Because there's a few games like that, but this is one of them. Um, there's another game, if you don't have a lot of money, then the other game that, that will, you know, if, if, if you really get into it, could, could cost you a couple thousand, um, is DCS. So DCS is one of the leading flight sims on Steam. And they're going to run into a period of free-to-play access for two weeks, starting on... Guess when? The 22nd <laughs> until the 5th of December. So if you can bear to wait out the two weeks post-launch, let VR get itself smoothed out a little bit, um, there's a free-to-play access period for DCS where all of its content can be played for free, and they've got sales of 30 to 50% on a lot of the planes and add-ons for the game. So okay. DCS is another one to check out uh, for free. So that's a good one. Don't miss that. They do that once a year. Um, and I missed it last time, so I'm definitely playing it mm. this period. If you missed last week, we talked about Squadrons getting a recent update. Yeah. You can do you know, Squadrons as well. So you've got Microsoft Flight Simulator, DCS, and Squadrons. Um, a couple of other things just to mention. Uh, there was an amazing trailer that landed uh, from Oculus earlier this week, which was probably the most badass trailer that I've seen Oculus ever produce. Yeah. And it, at the end of it, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin the punchline here, so hands down when I'm finished ruining that, but there's a punchline where Lady chucks a, um, an Xbox controller, essentially, yeah. uh, for a dog to pick up, basically saying, uh, P, you know, PC VR? Nah, it's VR Master Race, boys. And it is just a beautiful, wonderfully shot thing. It goes through all these great things. It's got Medal of Honor in there. It's got it's got Pop One. Uh, it's got Saints and Sinners. There, there's like bits of this that you haven't seen before, and even the bits that you already saw are different. So great, absolutely fantastic. It's like a scene I just want to say hats off to the production right? team because that trailer makes me excited for for VR, and I've been playing it seven years now. <laughs> Was great. I think they did an amazing job. And th yeah. the great thing is that if you enjoy this trailer, you can watch the behind the scenes of how they made it. And I won't spoil anything, but it's actually quite interesting how they pulled this off. A uh, very yeah. unique uh, method of filming this trailer. Um, but yeah, I think it does a great job in showing like that that what VR feels like. It might be a bit um, a bit misrepresented in a way because yeah, obviously man. VR doesn't look like that right VR, now. VR, but VR needs this. But, VR but, needs these but it, ads. It, it, that's the it thing. nails the way that you feel in VR, and I think that's the important yeah. point to, to to put put here. But it yeah, also I think shows, they did an amazing um, job. It also shows where the money is. Mm. Oh, because these yeah, are I expensive, mean, bro. It's oh, crazy. Like I think I think some indie devs make make a complete game uh, of of how much money they spend on this one uh, trailer. Yeah, true. Absolutely, but you have to. It does, I mean, it does show the future, though, right? This is how how in the future VR games will yeah. start to look. Yeah, right. Yeah. I hope so. I love yeah. that. The I, near I mean, future, I, even. It's exactly, and and it's the, it's absolutely the future that I want for VR. Um, I think we have to keep you know, uh, keep yeah. chins up about the whole thing. But um, oh, it's great. I think the only thing that I I can say seeing this trailer, right? Because every game in this trailer is out, except. For the climb, oh, and the climb too is absolutely an experience that I'm looking forward to. I loved the climb one. Some of you will know that um, I actually—that's how, it, like, I met my wife was mountaineering and stuff. But like that feeling of being up a, a building, scaling a building, just feels so great. Building a mountain, whatever it is, something tall, 
Um, and they did a great job in this trailer of blending between somebody who is scaling a building and then, of course, flying in Pop 1, which is another great feeling. If you haven't played Pop 1, flying in that game, yeah. you do feel a bit like a bird. Totally. So. Imagine in the future where they add like a seamlessly like loading screen where you can actually fly into the next game from from the oh. climb. So you actually Ooh. do that, but then you end up in the next game. But it's just a loading screen, a fun one. <laughs> okay. That's it. So that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Navy's got some interesting dreams. Um, yeah, that's well. it for releases this week. I'm... Uh, it's been a very, in my opinion, it has been some stellar ass year for VR. I think we've had a couple of very important titles. Um, been a great, been a great year. Keep going with releases. Uh, but as Mike said, we're going to snooze for a week and uh, yeah. yeah. And, and I think as well, like ourselves. I also just want to highlight, you know, like, and I, I touched on this earlier, is that it hasn't been an easy year for developers, like creating games. And I, I'm just, you know, it's amazing that they're still churning out games and they're still releasing games. And although sometimes we criticize them and they, they don't live up to our expectations or they're not released in a certain way that we want them to be, you know, we do massively appreciate the fact that they're still working hard uh, and making these things happen because, it, you know, sometimes it's nothing more than a miracle that a game is even made. You know, when you look behind the scenes about all the work that goes in behind the scenes and then we pull it apart within a matter of minutes, you know, I do want to say that we appreciate all the developers out there that are working yeah. hard on VR content. Yeah. Um, yes, it's it's, us, it's just sure. our work in the end. You know, it's it's nothing personal. Yeah, no, of well, course not. Honest, of course I not. It's, 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 uh, yeah. I just want to show that we we do we are very grateful for for all the yeah, work. Yeah, the other the other in. side of that is that like I mean, it's like it's like stepping up a staircase, right? I mean, it is step at a time. Remember when we were debating like locomotion? Mm. It took us several years to get past like oh God, people can't do smooth loco because it's going to make everyone vomit all over the table. Yeah. Um, these are important steps and we go through them together. And, um, you know, we, we, we've got a place in this ecosystem and so do developers. And uh, I think it's a great message to, to send at the end of the year, Mike. So thanks yeah. for making sure to echo that. Um, so just yeah. a sort of reminder as well, we're having like an after show party, uh, an F reality Christmas party in alt space. Uh, it's going to be taking place in about an hour's time. Uh, the link to it is in the description down below. We're also going to be posting it on our Twitter and Facebook pages and probably on the YouTube uh, community page as well. So if you want to join us uh, for a little sort of hangout session, maybe we'll be there for like an hour and a half or so. Have a little bit of chat, maybe have a couple of drinks. And, yeah, it's, all, uh, it's almost full. So if you still want to get in there, then yeah, uh, yeah. it's already going to be kind of, well, packed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, 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 we'll see. Yeah. So just a reminder, we're going to be away next week, but we'll be back on the 2nd of January. So uh, I just want to wish you all a happy holidays. Hope you have a great new year if we don't see you at the after party. And thank you for sticking around and joining us through our adventure. It's been uh, it's been an interesting year, like you say, Zim. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what happens next year in the VR industry. And I'm sure, um, you know, we're going to be there telling you thank how you. it happens thank every you for weekend. Thank as Seriously. we have been. So, yeah, thank you again for joining us. <laughs> Until we're gray. Oh, wait. Shit. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> see you uh, in an hour if you're joining us live. If not, uh, then we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. So, again, happy holidays. Take care of yourselves. And until then, take care of yourselves. And bye-bye for now.